Welcome to Dual Win Games, episode 20. Today on Table Talk, we discuss how to teach and learn games. We review City of the Big Shoulders and Twilight Struggle, and we go over our top 10 heavy games. We are your hosts. Michael. Ryan. Tim. So, I gotta tell you guys, I've been working on something for a while. Oh boy. Uh Uh-oh. And I, I think I finally have something for you guys. And I think I finally came up with our catchphrase for the show. All right. You want to hear it? Yeah. <laughs> Seem pretty excited. I'm excited. Well, I'm just a little, little cautious here. Okay. So, if you do a win, everyone wins. All right. <laughs> yeah. That's like the big thing. Isn't that kind of like the name dual? You know? Yeah, well, dual win games. If you dual win, everyone wins. Yeah, let's edit that out. (laughs) Um, You don't like that one, Ryan? Yep, that's... So what have you guys been playing lately? (laughs) Well, what else? If you didn't like that one, what do you... I never said I had anything. Well. I didn't know we were supposed to come up with something either. We weren't supposed to, but why not, This is the best we got right now. See? (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely number one on our... List of possible catchphrases. All right, so now that you sapped all my energy. <laughs> all right, so recent plays is what you're you're asking. Is, now? is yeah. that where you're going? Or? Tim, you play anything new recently? I have. I've played a few new games. So a new one for me was Brass Lancashire. Lancashire. Like okay, I was right or close, close to right. Close enough. You added an N, but yeah, close enough. Yeah, we'll for, give it to you. For we'll my, give it to you. Yeah, for yeah. mine. You didn't say Birmingham, so that's Right. Good. <laughs> well, that's what I was trying to not confuse. Yeah. But anyways, uh, my first play of it, I got to say I really liked it. You guys were really trying to talk it down for me as far as like saying I'm not going to enjoy it because of the interaction and all that stuff. But I didn't really feel like it had that ratty take that or, you know, getting cut off interaction. So it has that player interaction where you can buy goods off of other people's buildings, but I never felt like it was like that take that or people were cutting me off or doing something that would hinder what I was trying to do because say if I built a building with coal and somebody used it up, it's still going to flip my building and I'm well, still yeah, going to score off. Well, yeah, that's all good. That's good for you. Like, yeah. You know, like the only bad kind of interaction with it is if... Well, not you're necessarily trying, bad interaction, but well, the only time is like if you're going, you're trying to go somewhere, and yeah, negative interaction is when some you're trying to go somewhere and someone else goes there before you because you don't using everything. But that's not no that prevalent. It's not that's, really. It's not like unlike yeah, other games like though. Worker placement. You could have somewhere. other stuff though where you put links down, and then someone can't put a link there, then it can't be part of their network. Yeah, um, I had to be careful because. I was kind of going with a shipping strategy, and then I just didn't get either a ship card, and I also didn't get the named location. So I could do a double action, but I couldn't do that because I didn't have a link there, and I didn't want to put a link there because then that would have set someone else up to build there if they just had the ship card. So I had to be careful about that. So, I mean, someone could have built one there, and that could have just... Blocked me completely yeah. from doing that. I was doing something similar where I was trying to do the shipping in that last or the second you know, the rail phase there, and I didn't get you know, those. Th- there are two spots for the the shipping, and 
I, w- I didn't get one to the last last round. I we were drawing cards. I drew both of them actually, but the same thing was like, well, I don't want to put my links there to set somebody else up either. Yeah. So like, it's one you do have to watch out for some things, but not more of it is the that positive interaction where you put something else, so then you're using their coal or iron. Yeah, I think it's for me. It's a game that has a really good mix of both because you can have more negative interaction too if someone uh, there's ports out there and there's all the ports are flipped and someone does a bunch of the cotton mills and someone else is screwed yeah. with a few cotton mills. You know, you got to be careful with that. But you you can have it both ways. It's definitely got both, and I like the mix that it has with both of them for me yeah i would actually definitely agree with you as much as i don't want to but i will yeah i, I was nervous you know going into that with you know how you would think of that interaction because there's definitely some of both it's like which one did you feel more well and- so that might come down to because it was my first and only play that you know maybe i didn't see it much with more plays it might annoy me a little more here and there but as far as that goes i didn't feel it much in the first play the other thing I noticed too is um, I, that I was worried about in the beginning was if I would get the right cards for the actions I wanted to do. And the only time I felt like it hurt was at the end of the game, towards the end when more of the mills were filled up. So I had less spaces to go if I didn't have a name city or like you said, Ryan, if I couldn't put a link because of someone yeah. there already. That was the only time I really felt yeah, being the, the nice thing off. about it is, like, for me, like, I was kind of going with that shipping. Yeah, I didn't get any of that stuff, but you can see what other people are going for, you know, where they right. are, what cards you have. You can take a double build action. You can strategize to spend as little money as possible to then go, you know, one turn, you might go last in turn order, then spend as little as possible to go first the next turn. I like that turnaround like that. Yeah, because I did that a couple times where I kind of intentionally did that where it's like all right so i'm last this turn i'm not going to spend much so that you basically get to do two turns in a row as you kind of control you know when you're going and and that uh mm-hmm. kind of you just got to be aware of the board state and what strategies people might be going for so it's not really just all of a sudden you, you should be able to the better you get the more you should be able to see things coming or the possibility of things happening I right think. so and that was my first play at four players mm-hmm. Two, two, which is excited to do. I, I mean, I like it at two as well, but I think three and four. Yeah, three I and four is definitely more. better. Yep. Yeah. There's 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 more two player games that are, I would rather pick over that for sure. But yeah. it's still not a bad game at two no. player. Just I yeah prefer just a little more you know going on on the board itself. Yep. So this was one of the games we played at our game night last Friday, and I will say I think it was my game of the night. Game of the night. Yep. Wow. I'm gonna give it that stamp. Give it the Timmy stamps. Yep. Tim stamp of approval. Nice. Cool. That's a prestigious honor. That's. It's the yeah, first it one little... I've given that award to. So. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't quite sure what you'd think of this one. I'm glad you enjoyed it, though. Yeah, I'm. Look, I'm really looking forward to uh, trying it again. Sometime. And I was with Marv playing with you in there too. Yep. And he's notorious for being the backstabbing guy of the group. So. <laughs> yep. Yep. Or Dude, not so... backstabbing, just straight in your face. Stabbing. Yeah, just kind of more of the, yeah. yeah, I'm going to do this to hurt you. Maybe it might help me, maybe it <laughs> won't, but it's going to hurt you. Right. <laughs> he tends to go that route, you know, if anything, out of the group at least. So speaking of uh, interaction, last week on our table talk we had play interaction and what we thought. 
and I had a couple of things on what I didn't like with player interaction. And uh, number one was the take that, gotcha, ha, 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 cancel <laughs> card. Yeah. And we played uh, Bang the Dice game. Yeah. And I mean, that's such a light game where it doesn't bother me anyways. But like the first game we played, I played my special ability. Someone, Johnny, I think, played his special. Yep. It was cancel. And it's like... <laughs> I could see it in your face, even though it's a light game. Yeah, I could tell it just stung you. Just annoying, and you were just instantly irritated. Yep, I don't blame him for doing it because that's his thing. But it's I don't know. Just be yeah. more creative like, with your the special yeah. ability stuff. Like that game, it doesn't bother you much. No, because it's a fun it's, one. It's a five minute game. I totally get your point with that. It's, yeah. Yeah. The other one I wanted to mention. Well, uh, I was going to ask, but you set the card aside and you made a comment. Oh, I'm getting rid of that. Well, did I'll, you get rid I'll, of it or did you? No, keep I'm it? not going to get rid of it for good. Just okay. for the rest of the night. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so we might see a gotcha card come back up in that game. Yeah, if I see. A really? Gotcha card. I mean that that doesn't bother me that much. It's just it's a I five could, minute light. Game. I could tell it, it. Well, yeah, it's it annoying. Stung you. It's still good. annoying. It's like a beast thing, you know, it hurts for like 30 seconds, swells up, and then it goes away. And then you forgot about it? Yeah. So you're not allergic to it? Correct. Okay. <laughs> He's not allergic. That's why I'll keep it coming back. Okay. I'm not allergic. All right. Tim, I'm going to ask you how you feel about this one. Uh, we played the networks. Yep. So we had a few problems, I felt. Yeah. Uh, we played five players. That was the big problem. Twice as long as it should. Yep. Um, you had the expansion in there. I can't remember which expansion it was. Telly... No, it wasn't the Telly Time one. It was it was the other small box, on air, on expansion, air. on air expansion. So how'd you feel about the card? Is is it network cards? Is that what those are called? Those pink ones? Yeah. That you can. Yep. Yep. They were bad. I didn't like them. They're bad at all. Yeah. This... And all those ones with the the eye on them, which are the interaction ones, I hated every single one of them. I was like, I don't remember this last time. This is probably an expansion. Why did Tim, of all people, yeah. put these in here? It's like, what are you doing, Tim? Like, you hate this stuff. Obviously, <laughs> when I put the expansion cards in, I didn't look through them. So, yeah, that was on me. Yeah, that was, yeah, just, it was. Like, a, I almost wanted to just take them and just throw them out as they came in. Like, no, we're not playing these. Yeah. And it, it wasn't my game, so I didn't. But And I, like, saw them, and I'm like, well, I can't let Marv give every single one of them. So it was basically me and him. He got... Most of them, I got a few of them. Yeah. Some of them I got were the ones from the base game that I've used before, like the copycat ones. See, that isn't that as bad because that I'm not actually stealing anything. Right. Just copying what someone else does. That yeah. one. Okay. So yeah, he had the the card where he he would take one of mine, take one of your actors. Yeah, one of my um yeah my stars or whatever yeah. it was, and he had three to give to me, and I saw that that card was out there. I was like. He's going to take it, and I was pretty sure with the setup that it was going to be me. He was going to take one from I was like, and I'm getting his starting one, which really sucks. That's a crappy one. It was you or me. He could have, I think mine was There's actually someone else better. That could have. But I don't know if it was for the right time slot for him. Yeah, something like but. that. But I was like, well, there's a good chance he's going to give it to me. Is either, I was pretty sure, or is like 50 50. Anyways, he takes it, takes mine. I was like, well, I'm getting that one. You're getting the starting one, yeah. And then he... He gave me... you a bad, a worse one, but it wasn't his worst one for some reason. Yeah, and I have no idea. Like, I was definitely expecting but... it. I was like, yeah. Thanks, I guess. <laughs> Could have been meaner to me. Was it because he just felt bad? Because he knew how bad the card was, and it was like... Maybe. Eh, I won't do it. Uh, that I don't know what goes through his head sometimes. <laughs> yeah. 
And the other thing I noticed was it had the runaway leader again. I got out to an early lead and never really felt threatened. Yep. This was by far the worst play I've had of the game, which yeah, for shouldn't me, surprise you, I guess. It was it was made worse by the I've mentioned the runaway leader stuff before, but the uh, the five players. Yeah. I think three is probably good. Yeah, I played it one other time with. I don't remember if it was three or four. Yeah, but I liked it more. And then uh, those interaction. The, the yeah the expansion cards there were just yeah. Not good. we won't play with those again. Yeah, good call. <laughs> <laughs> Anything new for you, Michael? Yeah, I finally got to play a feast for Odin. Yeah, all right. All right. What'd you think? Yeah. Well. There are about 70 trillion things you can do. And it was one where, Tim, you taught the game, and then it was me and the Wet Bandits were playing. Yeah. One of the Wet Bandits, had never Johnny had never played, and then Marv had played once. Yep. So it's a little bit of like, how do you, what do you do, you know, that kind of stuff. But you so know, once I, you got going, like, the the spots are, even though there's 70, you know, I think it's uh, 23 million spots that you can go. They're sounds not all that different. Close, yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah, <laughs> each of them in each row, they're pretty similar. Mm-hmm. And you know, we we're a third of the way through the game, and I had two thirds of the spots down. A couple of them <laughs> I wasn't really looking at, just because like oh, I'm not going for those yeah. things. And then towards the end of the game, I was like, "Oh, hey, I should be going here right now. This would be really, really helpful." But I just was kind of not looking at it, just because there's so much yeah. out there. And I was just, "All right, I'm gonna do this, this, this. I know what these are." and it's a I I wish the board is it's a little tough to read because it's so small some of the things and I was it's, sitting across the table it's that and like some of the iconography for me at least I mean once I play it more I know I'll get it down but it's it's just kind of like I get what most of the action is but it's like what does that part do kind of I, like, I was sitting on the exact opposite of a couple of the shipping ones and i couldn't tell like is that the red ship or the blue ship and i'd like get up and walk yeah over there and look and but, that but, but it's nothing the game itself yeah, the gameplay i really major. liked i was mm-hmm. i was a big fan of that and uh hope cool. to play that one again soon yeah i want to play that i've played it twice now they're kind of spread out so i want to get a couple play two three plays in in like a short time period yeah definitely hone some one of the many strategies and it was my it. first place. Obviously, I won, so that's you know, par for the Marv, course for me. Marvin, I think I beat him by two. Thought he beat you by two. Well, I remember getting. Mad. I remember it. I remember it this way. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I remember being upset because Marv won. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe I'm just remembering I remember that way. Aaron said the same thing. He's like, oh, he's like, well, Marv's played before, so. Maybe that's what it was. I consider myself the winner because I assume he'd cheat and he's played before. Like, cause yeah, cause Johnny guys, and I were yeah, like, you like, guys even commented you weren't watching. That's right. Or yeah. Anything. So I didn't win. But it's like, so yeah, how do you Johnny think about and I, the game now? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not really a big fan. Yeah. I didn't really like the. I don't want to play that yeah. anymore. Yeah, that's, that's a good one, though. <laughs> yeah, I definitely like it. And like you said, Michael, the more plays you start to understand what the different actions are, because it took me. Even reading through the rule book, it took me a few plays to finally like yeah. understand, Yeah. okay, this is what this means, this is what this does. And the one thing that bothers me, too, is you got to look really close because of the uh, the ships. 
There's the whaling ship, which is obvious. That and then one, there's, but the other two are the other so similar yep, to each other. So so there's the sails, and you could barely see the yeah. color of the sails. are like yeah. striped. and like They're either blue striped or red striped. It's like Because I remember looking, because I went pillaging, and then to get the islands, I'm like, no, which ship do I got to have? Yeah, depending on which yeah. island you go for, you got to use different yeah. ships. And, yeah. um, and then the other thing with it was, so Johnny and I were both, we were like halfway through the game, and... We had so little of our board covered up with those, you know, the puzzly part of it. Like, why would anyone, you know, how's anyone ever going to get enough so they, they could fill up those islands? But Marv was getting a little bit more. I was like, well, maybe. But by the end of the game, then mine filled up. Yeah, because it's almost, I think mine actually might have been fuller. There's like one or two spots empty. So like, now yeah, that I've played through. it's definitely an engine builder. Yeah, it definitely builds a mm-hmm. lot with some of those. So I was like, all right, I, I could see that strategy now after getting a full play. Halfway through, I was like, ah, I'm going to get a half of this thing full at best. Like, I'm just trying to cover up these negatives so I don't lose tons and tons of points. Did you guys play six or seven rounds? Seven. Did they play the full? Yeah, I, okay. I set them up for the seven. That's why they had higher scores than us, because they played the uh-huh. extra round. Yeah, I bet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's an engine builder, right, Tim? you got to back me up on this one. No, I got your back. Okay. Oh, yeah. I don't know. For some reason, we're I on just the same page better. <laughs> so while they were playing Feast for Odin, we played Lisboa, and yes, I was kind of surprised. We actually finished before they finished Feast by quite a decent amount of time, and that was we didn't yeah. even I didn't even start teaching until they were playing. But because what yeah. happened was our group split, mm-hmm. and I taught Michael and the Wet Bandits how to play Feast. And then I went back upstairs, learned Lisboa, which is the next game yep. you're getting to. And uh, So you, me, and Aaron played on that one, and me and Michael have played a couple times at two-player now. Okay. And so the actual gameplay isn't that long. It's hour and a half, two hours, I would say. Um, it's a very heavy game. All the mechanics are interwoven, so it's hard to grasp. I didn't find that yeah, as far as like the complex. I mean, yes, it's complex, but I didn't think it was as bad as I expected it because I heard a lot of people kind of talking about that it's issue. Because you had a good teacher. Oh, my God. <laughs> I felt that a lot more, and I had the same teacher. So, what, so let's see. The thing that, that kind of threw me off was that, not that it threw me off, but that where I found the most complexity in was that there was just so much to do. Like part of my actions, I wasn't even paying attention to like on my own personal board. Yeah. You're when I built my house, clergy tiles or what special abilities basically or benefits that you have. Yeah. And because there's so much stuff going on the main board, I didn't even pay attention to those. So I know for most of the game, I didn't even use the yeah. clergy tiles I had, so I, the, I was... I think the only one you used was your rubble discount. Other stuff you never even used, because you, you had that blue discount or whatever you constantly... Blue cubes you wouldn't pay for. Oh, okay. I remember that. Well, that, that wasn't one of my clergy tiles. No, that was one of your that was one of my, cards. Yep, that was my tuck cards. But the clergy tile that I did use was like an end-of-the-game thing, so it wasn't even used in-game. Okay. And that's the only way I really... That's the only reason why I used it. But okay. yeah. Um, because I just forgot about it. I think this game looks great on the table. 
uh, it can be a little daunting when you first look at it because there is a lot of artwork on it and colors once you kind of recognize where everything is. The production oh. of this sucker was yeah, it's awesome. Pretty insane with the cardboard and then the player boards. It's the recessed, probably my favorite yeah, player board. Player, player boards. boards yeah, and yeah, then the, underneath you tuck the cards and it's got like a little blocker. Yeah, they're like recessed underneath. So when you slide the cards in, they slide it's like perfectly right, yeah. in. It's like, yeah, man, that's real quality stuff there. I gotta say, yeah. And like the, I've played it twice now, and I definitely feel like it's one of those where like, all right, I want to do this, but then I do that once, so I build something once, and like, all right, now how do I build again? Well, I'm short on money, or I'm short on this. Like, well, how do I get that? Well, I gotta do, I do like four different actions to get there. So it, it's always like, all right, how do I try to build this? How do I need to do these things in order? So it's. I definitely don't have it down yet, yeah, by any means. But you know, towards the you know second half of that second game felt a lot better. You know, understand like all right, I have to do this to do this, and if I set you know do it in this order, will work out best. And starting to get there, but it's definitely a lot very complex as far yeah. as what to do. I, yeah, I can figure out what I can do something, but to do something smart. <laughs> so for me, I think my favorite part about the game is the it's. Yes, it has some strategy to it, you know, but I think it's just really tactically deep. Um, you got to look at the board state is constantly changing depending on yep. what other people build for stores, public buildings, you know, you got the following. If someone goes to a noble, you can follow them, you know, you might I really like that part, the following. You might, and you want to you look at what other people have if they can follow you, if they have enough influence or if they have a favorite tile where they can. I really like that. It's very 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 tactical. Yeah. And I was doing some of that especially in the second game doing more of looking at, you know, what you had, Ryan, and you know, what other things are out, you know, not just my stuff because the other game I was just like, uh, what can I do? too much to think of to to look at you know the rest of the situation out there but but yeah it definitely changes you know the cost to do something changes the amount of influence the coins you have to pay that changes the amount you get for shipping changes like all that so yeah changes from round to round so much i like too you have the four cards to pick from so you always have a nice array of options at the end of your turn, on yep. which which card do you want to pick? You might go for the yeah. tuck benefit or just the noble or one of the treasury cards. Just just different things like that. I don't want to go too, too much into it because it might be hitting our top ten list here for me. Oh, wow. <laughs> but uh, there's different, like, the cards can do different things, but also there's different ways to do things. Like, there's a couple different ways to build something. There's a couple different yeah. ways to, to open the, or what are those, not the Public buildings, buildings public the stores. Buildings. Yeah. yeah, public buildings. So there's and... two different ways to do both of those. Also, you can follow somebody. So there's a lot of ways you can get stuff done, but you have to make sure you have the, you know, you have the money, you have the influence yeah. to be able to do it. And you always so... have to be careful. You don't want to get yourself in too much of a hole where you don't have any goods, uh, you don't have no money or no influence. You want to make sure that you have them or have a way to get them so you don't yeah because i was running low on everything that second game we played and i had three favorite tiles like man i you can't even follow i I wouldn't even be able to follow so i need to do something different so i had to change you know based on what happened like i had to change my tactics for it just so that i'd be able to follow you i didn't want to miss that opportunity i was a little nervous it was like kind of early-ish in the game i built a second store pretty early and i got myself to zero influence and zero zero money money. (laughs) but i had (laughs) 
a way to get goods and then yeah. sell it. But I was just like, oh man, I don't know. This it might really just kill me. <laughs> but so and you ended up winning that one by one. That was some good scoring oh, yeah. at the end of the game. Oh jeez, <laughs> that was great. So that one I actually did win. You know, not just making yeah. that one up. It was kind of funny after uh, the day after we played. Aaron was messaging me saying, "Oh, I looked into all of the rest of uh, Lacerda's games and." It's just something that he wouldn't usually yeah. talk about because he's the lighter, the generally light, lighter, yeah. abstract. But he was he was getting into it, so that was I was cool. wondering what he would would think of that. Uh, yeah, I like the dual. Good. The card play is just what does it for me a lot. That with the the cards can do so many different things with them. Yeah, so it's cool. So many options to get stuff done. Yeah. So I think one that we all played a little while after that. You want to hear my thoughts on this ball? Sure. I thought you kind of did, but... A, a little bit, All but right. you guys were going nuts, so... <laughs> yeah. Really excited All right, about All right. it. Hammer it back down. <laughs> so, I did enjoy our first play. See, that's why we... I just wanted to gloss but, over. Yeah, I know, because I was going to I was gonna bring you down a little bit. Uh, but, no, it's... I had a good time playing it. I definitely want to play it again soon, because there's so much to learn in that game and to figure out that... I think it definitely benefits from playing sooner and more yeah, often. Yeah, you want to have it somewhat fresh, like right. a heavy game like that. So my biggest negative for the game was probably my own fault, and that was at the very, I think the last two turns that I had, I had actions that I wanted to do, but I didn't have cards that would let me do that. And okay. most of it's my fault because, like you said, you have those options when you play a card to do your action and you draw a new card they're face up so you could pick which one you take mm -hmm. i don't remember if they were there or not but i was just kind of picking cards just kind of freely not That's really paying I attention to my first own game too i was just like well and what i do in the first game i was just grabbing so i had a different one of everything yeah the first game because i didn't know like i don't know what i'm going to be doing so yeah so that's it ended up biting me later but now knowing that yeah because you can you can kind of you can then. see like how it is your own fault or if you just got yourself in too big of a rut. That's why I was like when I went down to no coins and no influence. I'm like, okay, I have to make sure I have a way to get some of that back. So I had a way to get goods and then sell them. Yeah, which that that can sting. And I mean, there is you can discard a card for a gold, but obviously that's a very inefficient. That's just so you can get out of that hole slowly. But. Yeah. So yeah, that's my uh, my first impressions on it. Okay. So I, I didn't bring you down too much. <laughs> yeah. It has that same brass interaction that I kind of like. You know, the some positive, negative. Like, just it goes both ways. So you can kind of help people and hurt people. Like, and it's nothing's too detrimental, but it's just it's got that piggybacking. And there's no gotcha cards. Not that I've seen yet. <laughs> 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 Those come out. <laughs> Well, another one that we played, we all played for the first time, I believe, was uh, Tim, a game that you got. Yes. By uh, uh, Apparently, we're on a real kick of uh, Stefan Feld. Yeah. At mm -hmm. Notre Dame. Well, you guys were going nuts, so I had to jump yeah. into that. Yeah. So I <laughs> yeah. picked up that one. But yeah, it uh, knowing that it's you know one of the lighter styles of his games, or lighter versions of his games... Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it does that well. It's not a great game by any stretch. Uh, it's not my favorite Feld game we've played, but I did have 
fun with it. It's uh, just kind of a simple drafting game. You're going to draw three cards, pick one, pass it, pick another card, pass it. And that's yeah. kind of it. And then you're doing different actions in the burrows. There's a little engine building to it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I had I had a good time with it. Yeah, like the, the drafting you know, part of it I liked. You know, yeah, you know, yeah. Like you said, it wasn't my hasn't been my favorite felt game, but it, it's a lighter one. Um, I'm glad it didn't go any longer. But yeah, it went any longer. It plays it fast. Would have got, got a little old with those those cards that get flipped up. Kind of seem like the same. I don't. Some of them with the same one. I don't like the up. ones that you you just reshuffle them and deal them back out. Yeah, I, I wish, wish there were more variety. Because the ones those. on the right side, the single one always was different throughout the game. Yep. But the other yep. ones, I mean, I get it. So that way you kind of know what. <laughs> some of the cards that will be coming, you know, each game. So you can kind of plan for that. For me, I think, so I was disappointed in it, like during the play and after, because it kind of felt like after I made a few decisions on where I was going to put my cubes out, it just kind of ran itself. My choices were pretty obvious what cards I was going to take. But it it was still enjoyable. Um, You know, it could easily be played in 30 minutes to 30, 45 minutes. And for a game that is lighter like that, but it gives you enough decisions, I kind of liken it to Seven Wonders a little bit, where it's it's a filler game, but still has some interesting choices. So I'd like to play it a couple more times, even though that first play I was I was disappointed in it. Okay, but yeah. just because we've been playing so many fell games that we, you know. I think we all really liked. I didn't like it as much, but right, yeah, because I didn't know what to expect. And now after playing, I kind of know what to expect. Go into yeah. the next couple more plays, probably enjoy it a little bit more. Yeah, and I think this one will be a perfect one for like my wife and I to play because it's that lighter style, and she hasn't really played any drafting games before, so I think it would be a good kind of intro. I think it would be more that. interesting with the drafting because you could you do more hate drafting or like I really don't want to give her that because oh he's got five cubes on the points one you don't want to pass her the points one. yeah because you're gonna start like i'll take this and i just won't use this card or i'll yep. yeah in a one-on-one game yeah. yeah i could see that the drafting being yeah just more more, tense. more interesting yeah and more tense yeah not necessarily you're not necessarily picking what's going to be best for you it's well yeah i can't give this person six points if i pass exactly this one, so the one i want to keep only gives me three and it gives i pass them a six pointer right so. yep and you're going to end up with three cards in your hand, mm-hmm. and then you're only going to play two. So exactly. there's always kind of that, yep, you got that throwaway card. So you're not stuck playing something if you don't want it or yeah or whatever. So, so just this past week, they came out with the Through the Ages on the app, the New Leaders and Wonders expansion. Oh, wow. And I got to say... I played a few games on the app, just kind of against like the easier medium AI, just to kind of get used to the cards. Okay, it's pretty interesting. Uh, so you can play it by itself or mixed. They said the way they want you to play is mixed, but you can pick how you want to. So, so how do you mix? Do you take out? I don't know the like the rules on how many cards, but you're gonna have the probably the same amount or maybe a couple more cards, but you're gonna have a selection of wonders and leaders and you know ahead of the game you look at what they all are so you can kind of plan okay this these leaders are in this game or these wonders are in this game um they're really interesting so it gives a whole new deck of leaders and wonders that you can substitute for the base game ones or you can mix them 
there's some new event cards, there's some new military cards. They tweaked some of the cards that were more powerful in the base game, like Napoleon was nerfed a little bit, so he's made a little bit weaker. I know, Michael, you asked, what, the, what does nerfed mean? Yeah, you said, <laughs> said nerfed. I was like, what So are um, you talking about? <laughs> so different different cards or leaders and wonders and stuff were buffed or nerfed depending on the many, many, many games that people have you know, played and gave feedback on, and they can look at the app to fi- figure out all that info, so that's really nice. Is there a card list of everything that was added? Somebody actually went on Board Game Geek, one of the playtesters, and stated every single card, and he kind of talked about the playtesting of why, how the card changed, or how that changes, how the card works, the pros and okay. cons. So it was really interesting reading that. He went through like an overview of everything, like all the new stuff, all the stuff that they tweaked. It was really cool. Yeah, I haven't really looked into it. The only thing I looked into it was that one like seven minute video and I was I was sitting there like when the cards would come up, I would like pause it on the cards yeah. so I could try to read what they were and stuff. And then I saw it came on the app, I got an update or whatever, and I ha- I can't believe it, but I actually haven't looked into the, the app since Yeah, I, I, don't know I tried why. not to for as long as I could because I knew once I started that I would just That's that was kinda so it. Was like I had other stuff going on, so I was like, Oh yeah. man, I don't want to spend like the next Yeah, it's really cool twenty hours like, the next day. So right now I'm playing obviously just with the new stuff. I wouldn't mix it until you know I play that quite yeah. a bit more. It's it's really fun. It it seems like you can get more culture with the expansion ones i mean that's just a guess but it, they do some really interesting things yeah interested to play that with that it's totally different soon, like yeah. how they they all work and play oh man now when does that come out i am um, this month yet or next month it's it, within the next okay. month it's it's soon okay obviously assuming everything with shipping and all that stuff works out but yeah, yeah. it's it's soon so I'll, I'll be picking that up for sure you better. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not sure like if you have the same amount of leaders and wonders or if there's a... F- not. Whoa, Napoleon only gets one military action now? Sorry, yeah. I'm on the... Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you guys got any more recent plays or any news? I do Tim, not. Get off the Through the Ages thing. Read it later. <laughs> you can't bring it up and not expect it's actually to... an interesting read though. I know. the guy goes super in depth so it's like reading it for like an hour the one time I was just sitting on the toilet for like 20 minutes like, oh, <laughs> well, I think I'm done here thanks for that update yep I oh. know all our listeners wanted to to hear that so Cleopatra's in the game I, saw, I think she was on the uh, the new on the app uh, the uh, yeah icon. she's the icon yeah. Yeah. oh Shun Zun, the art of war Sun Tzu? Sun Tzu? Yeah, the Art of War guy. <laughs> Shun Tzu. <laughs> any more uh, news or recent plays for anybody? I here, got or? none. I don't know if Tim has some... Tim. Tim. <laughs> Pay attention. Come on. Let me read. <laughs> Just keep going. I'm here. We're done. <laughs> I got no more. I No more new plays. <laughs> well, should we move on to our table talk? Let's do it. Well, yeah. What are we talking about this week, Tim? We are talking about how do you teach... And learn board games. Okay. Well, how I learn a board game is have someone explain it to me. <laughs> That's it? <laughs> Sometimes. How Aaron... I'm guessing you're... <laughs> is more if I'm trying to learn a game like I got, not if I'm trying to learn a game that Ryan got. 
So, for what instance, got, let's Tim? say the biggest one that you got was Mage Knight. No one else had played it. How did you learn it, and then how did you teach it to us? Over a lot of time. Took a lot of time to do that. Yeah, I... Um... You're just going to leave it at that? Just a lot no, of time? a little more. It's... I can't remember how big the rule book is. Um, there are actually two rule books. One of them you don't really even read for there's a a base game. So I was reading through the rule book initially, and you don't even read through the main rule book. It's just the walkthrough version for the initial game. Yeah, and it even tells you just read through this just one. This. Don't even read. Don't that look. Other one. Yeah. <laughs> and there's part at the end of even that walkthrough one that you don't go through. You just read it at the end. Here are all the things that we didn't go through in this book. <laughs> but and I watched. Uh, there's a couple videos that I watched, YouTube videos that I watched online. You know, one of them I watched probably three times, read through that book or read through it quite a bit, and then started playing. Now, yep, I played the you know a solo version of the game because it does play solo. Yeah. Um, and then played a couple of scenarios after that. Just read through the rule book again. And most games actually, like if I'm teaching, I'll read through the rules watch a video hopefully there's a, a how to play or something like that that's decent you know to to watch on youtube or something so that helps me a lot and then the other one is even if it's not a solo game i'll still try to play a just a you know practice version basically play it kind of like you know, heads up you know it works better when it's all the information is supposed to be public anyways it works yep. better for those games but even if it's not i'll still i'll still go through them that way just i feel like you know, if I go through a few rounds of actually playing the game, I understand it better than if I just read through everything or watch it without actually physically doing it. I learn it better by actually physically playing the game. Yeah, I'm with you. I I do a mix. You know, if I get a new game, I'll crack it open, punch it out, look through all the bits and all that stuff. And when I, I'll start reading through the rule book, and then uh, maybe I'll get done with the rule book and I'll watch a video on it if I hadn't already. So it's just kind of a mix as far as that. And then I do the same thing where I'll set it up, either maybe play a few hands solo or rope my wife into it because she'll put up with me fumbling through rules more than you guys do. Fair. You know, I know I'm going to catch hell if I (laughs) miss something or take too long teaching. So I always try to do that as much as I can. Now, you know, she's not always into everything. So I can't always yeah. use that, but I try to prepare, I guess. And then if it's a heavier game like Feast for Odin or Gaia Project, something like that, I'll, even after setting it up and going through everything, I'll still read through everything again try to figure it out. Yeah, the heavier the game, the more preparation I have. You know, The more times I'll watch you know, a video or the more times I'll read through the rule books and everything just so yeah. I have a better understanding of the rules so that just so I could, you know, I may not... That first time explained it may not be the best just because you haven't played it, so mm-hmm. it's a little tougher, but you know, just so that I can, you know, get it down better so it's not just taken forever. I miss tons of rules and things like that. I will say it is really beneficial to know your audience who you're teaching the game to. Yep. Yep. Because if you know if you got someone in the group that's only gonna listen for five minutes and then tune you out. You want to try to get through it's that. Been teach. Well documented. Yep. You want to try to get to that teach <laughs> Weird as how fast we both as you looked can. at the same person when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's another way of teaching. You know, you just gotta kind of know 
if know you know who, who you're teaching to, yeah, then if you that know. helps. That's a benefit. But, you know, if you're at a convention or, at, you know, a local game store and you're teaching to new people that you don't even know, yeah. then it's kind of just... Because you don't know how they teach it. The game yeah. And, yeah. And for something like that, I would I would have to know it better than when I'm... A lot of times, at least when I'm teaching you guys a game, like right. I don't have to know everything exactly. Like I'd feel worse if I was teaching some people at a yeah. convention. Like how we to might play give you game. some crap, yeah. but we're not real serious about it. Yeah, as long as I have, you know, it's like, if I come completely unprepared, that's, that's yeah, it's just rude to do that. Yeah, but if you're cracking it open, then yeah. So for me, echo a lot of what you guys said as well, but. If it's like a lighter game or most medium weight games, I just read the rule book and I'm good to go. When it's a heavier game, then typically I'll do the whole uh, read the rule book. I'll set it up and I'll kind of do the game setup so I get more familiar with the components, what pieces are, what they do, what their names are. Um, when I'm reading the rule book, it makes more sense. I can look at the game board and see what that does or how that goes. Uh, watch a playthrough or a just a rules tutorial and then I'll probably read the rule book again like something like Lisboa or Tricarion or just different games like that and I'll War of the Ring that was probably the, one of the first heavier games that I learned and that watched the playthrough Ricky Royal playthrough videos those are really good if you ever want to learn that game and read the rule book multiple times so when I'm teaching it I'll generally I think the best thing you can do, like you said, Tim, is know your audience. You have to be engaging and not just read from the rule book. That as soon as someone starts doing that, I just, I just, you lose the table. You know, they just don't, they can't stay with you. I mean, yeah, if you got to look something up and read like a sentence or two, but when you're sitting there, if you drone and you're looking from the rule book, it makes you look like, well, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. It's yeah, know like I'll have I usually try to have the rule book there like the first time like I'll kind of use it as a reference kind of walking through I try not to have to read actually be reading actual yeah. sentences from there Th that's like is... somebody reading a dictionary to you like no hardly anyone's equipped for that yeah. you're, not, you're not into that so <laughs> usually when I teach not all the time but a lot of times I try to give a br brief thematic overview sometimes I don't or forget to um, I usually give the goal of the game how do you win, um, when or how does it end, and then kind of go through the turn structure and flow of the game after that. Um, how in-depth I go into the game, like the phases or turn structure or rounds, really depends on the people I'm teaching. Like I know when I teach you, Michael, you and Sarah are both kind of the same. Where you guys like to know every single detail and rule almost before mm -hmm. I play the game. So I know that when I'm teaching you guys, I gotta go through everything, and I gotta go slow, and I gotta tell you so you guys, before you start playing the game, you gotta know pretty much how everything works. Most times, there have been a few times when I've been being taught a game, and I just, I don't know if I just had lost interest. I was like, all right, let's just get going because I, I'm just too lost to to get it. But most times, yeah, I like to know it fairly well before I actually get playing. Yeah. So, so, so you then, don't always teach me everything. What? <laughs> you said you only you go in depth for Michael and Sarah, but not me. Well, I know for oh, Tim, those two I have to like every single little rule and little detail. They they like need to know type of thing. Just 
I noticed that's their style of learning. So I know I'm you don't prepared. need to know the rules, Tim. It's fine. Yeah, well, that's what <laughs> I'm I getting still at. teach I'm all just, the rules, but I don't. I feel like I'm getting gypped on your rules teach now. Anyways, be a little more needy with it, like me. Um, I usually <laughs> try to get the teach done in fifteen twenty minutes, like the Lisboa one the other night. You know, I thought that was actually that was pretty quick. It was probably maybe twenty minutes. And we're getting down a plane. Maybe I didn't understand that game as well because you didn't teach it fully to me. That's probably it. I would blame him. Yeah, I'm going to blame Ryan. Okay. Yeah. If it's a heavier game and you're taking long, you're just going to lose everybody because there's so much for people to keep track of. They're not going to be able to grok it all right away. If it's a lighter <laughs> game, you know, five, ten minutes. So grok is just like understand. <laughs> is that it. a word or is that? <laughs> yeah. I haven't heard that one before. Because you know, he kind of gave me a look. look. You know, just people, looked at him like, People say I can't grok it, that type of thing. Who I've never says heard, that? Yeah, I've never heard that. Oh. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> what I like to do, too, is especially like we're playing, just because it's the most recent one, when we're playing Brass and Lisboa the other night, when we're playing, when I'm playing, especially when it's people for the first time, I don't expect to do that well myself um i just want to make sure people are having fun understanding the rules like you and aaron are asking questions you know so i'm i just i would rather be prepared and have the answers for you guys right away than have to sit and oh, how does that work again and i'm fumbling through the rule book i like to just here's the answer here's how it goes i usually try to give some advice too if i see new players kind of backing themselves into too bad of a hole. Like if they're just completely going to screw themselves over, I'll say, well, you know, maybe you want to do this and then that gets you that. No, don't tell them, well, do this or you're dumb. Just kind of suggest and hopefully they know it's their first play, you know, because there's so much that they have to take in. It's not like they think, well, he's just playing for me. It's, well, he's offering advice, giving me ideas on how Yeah, to I'll do that sometimes too, like, a little bit like, well, I'll say, you know, money's pretty tight in this game or like you can't avoid, you can't ignore this track or something like that. If there's something I've noticed from either playing through by myself or just having played the game before and teaching someone new, you know, just a one or two pointers like that. I don't want to go overboard with it, but yeah, I do try to do something similar. If there's something I, you know, you should really know in the game. Yeah. Like in Through the Ages, don't completely ignore the military if other people are moving up on military mm-hmm. people don't always listen but all you can do is try yeah so for learning best way for me to learn is reading the rule book um you guys have repeatedly as well as me have talked about my attention span while learning the rules yeah it's very very short. very short so it's better than it was it's it, it has improved somewhat Maybe. so. Has it, or have we just evolved? Maybe we were just getting more used to it. Yeah, I just yeah you're want, right. I take that back. You're not getting better. When I'm learning something, <laughs> I just want like a five, ten-minute overview, just a brief explanation of what's the goal, how do you win, what's the structure, the, how does the round work, and then I want to just get going. I just want to feel out the game on my own, take some actions on my own. I want to ask you questions. Like when I don't know something, then I'll ask you, and then you can explain it to me. So it's like, oh, how does this action work? And what if I combo with this? And boom, you're there. You're my rule book. <laughs> you're my rule book. <laughs> All right. So for me, I, if 
somebody just gave me a five minute explanation and just get started, I'd be totally fine yeah. with that. And that's part of the reason why I probably you know ask a lot of questions and and stuff because I want to try not to ask too many questions when we're playing the game. I'd rather ask them earlier before the game starts for a lot of games, yeah. which is probably why you know you've realized to teach me every single rule. Yeah. Well, I just know that yeah, you, both you and Sarah both like that. Um yeah. I'm fine though with people asking constant questions like on a medium to heavier game like just repeatedly asking different things and how things work Mm -hmm. i find enjoyment out of teaching the people how it works and then they kind of feel clever when they figure stuff out on their own so all right all right so tim just give me a five minute overview and let's just get started no i know i've i've come to learn that over the years Looks like that page is done. Yep. <laughs> Anything else for table talk? I got nothing. I'm done. It's a lot better when the rule book doesn't suck. Oh, well, I mean, that's a given. Yeah. And we've covered that in a different table talk. Mm. But anyways, if that wraps up this week's table talk, let's move on to our first review City of the Big Shoulders. City of the Big Shoulders was designed by Raymond Chandler III and published by Parallel Games in 2019. It plays two to four players in two to three hours. City of the Big Shoulders is an economic game where players take on the roles of investors starting new companies to rebuild Chicago after the fire of 1871. The game will end after five decades and the investor with the most money wins the game. During the game, players will be buying and selling stocks in companies and starting new ones. They will send out their partners to take worker placement actions in companies they own. Then they will perform the operating phase for each company, buying resources to produce in the factories and selling goods to pay dividends and increase the share value of their companies. This will be carried out over five rounds, then all players gain money for endgame goals they achieved, any money left on hand, then turn in the stocks they own for each company for cash, and the player with the most is the greatest resident of Chicago. What do you guys think of the production quality of this one? So we did play with the Burden of Destiny, so that upgraded the money, correct? Yep, that's the only thing. Yep, it adds new companies, and you can use wooden discs with stickers for the company markers which is nothing but the money okay is the main that's what i'm getting at because the production quality of the original money was <laughs> really bad yeah it was like a like atrocious uh, is the word like a mcdonald's <laughs> napkin i say it was barely stiffer than that well and you're just handling that money so often in this game too that that's got to be like just you have to, to upgrade so the money soon. because it's yeah, yeah, it's bad. It was kind of a cop out in the rule book where it said, "Don't play with the the regular money. Play with chips." Because I know, like a lot of those, um, was it eighteen XX games? Yep. Yeah. Um, where they use poker chips and that, which I I can see, like even with like the money that the upgraded money that we played, which is it's decent. Yeah, it's, the, it's, the upgraded money's yeah, fine. That's fine. It's got the yeah. you know, pictures of the people on it, which I I kind of like the historical figures on there. Mm-hmm. Um. But chips would be a lot quicker for like 
you know when you're actually exchanging the money and that would be faster with those poker chips if you've played poker before and are familiar with those but that's but yeah that's not you shouldn't have to include you know bring your own components to play the game no you shouldn't yeah. have to and that's i just... i don't think i could with that base game money i don't think i could play do you have it it's no the... did you throw it away i didn't throw it away it's probably in the i didn't know if it was in the box no it's not in there it, it says paper money is provided but we do not recommend you use it unless you're desperate. <laughs> Instead, we recommend that you use poker chips. And then also says that the burden of... That is, you're right, that's a cop-out. Burden that of is, Destiny has upgraded card money. So why even waste... I don't know. The expansion money is fine. It's yeah, good. Yeah. I, I, yep. You know, it's thick. You know, it's nice. Yep. Yeah, okay, you want to upgrade that into poker chips, that's fine. But you gave us something good. People who don't have poker chips, don't want to spend money in the poker chips. Like, you shouldn't have to. Yeah. The fact if, that it says in the rule book. If I... Yeah, that's just weird to yeah. me. <laughs> if I had this game, like if I just got it off the shelf and it was didn't have the expansion with it, and I saw that in the rules, and I saw how bad that money was, it'd be like, man, that would be so irritating. Like, I, yeah. I don't want to play this game. <laughs> in a way, it was like... You gotta do better. Yeah, in, in so that's opinion, a negative. Yeah, that's a big negative. <laughs> on that, besides that, I mean, the meeples are meeples are nice. Yeah, everything else Those is are nice. The one complaint with the meeples is that the meeples themselves, you can tell apart the tan and the brown ones, but some of those action spots. Yeah, they like yeah. you can't. They should have made it tan and brown. They should have made it black and tan just something yeah, even on different on, colors and on your personal board they're obvious like or your company board i should say it's obvious what they are but the actual worker placement spots is where you can't really like it's, it's when the light ones. it's when they're not right next to each other the exactly, symbols yeah. aren't next to each other you can't tell if it's a manager or a salesman yep you cannot tell like you have to grab something and then it's like okay it's a salesman exactly yeah I, that's that was a big fail for my Another too. thing that I thought was really weird, it just doesn't make sense why they did this, was the the tracks that you move up on the track, like your stock price. If you move up on the stock price, it moves down on the board to move up. Like, why didn't they just flip that so that when the stock price goes up, you move it up? And I think, when the stock price goes down, you move it down. Yeah, the appeal thing is the same way, where you're going down yeah. when you go up. And especially for the stock price going up. Like, the appeal one, like, you're just going in the direction, so like it doesn't bother me as much. But the yeah, actual that, I didn't number notice, of the price going up or going, the numbers go up and it goes down. Like, why would well, they do it that way? Sit on why the other side of the table, it? Michael. Well, the board is still then opposite. Like, well, you're looking at the board upside down, but you're going up on your track. It didn't bother <laughs> me at all. I just you're increasing your share value, so you're going to the higher money amount you know yeah i didn't, I didn't, yeah, I didn't know but you're moving yeah. down i know what you're saying <laughs> yeah like i just didn't get why they would yeah. choose to do it that way it's one thing if it was to this side like that is just like why not just completely flip it it doesn't take any more or less space i don't know yeah to me that is uh doesn't make any sense other than that i like the look of the game it's got like that old-timey vibe type thing you know the, the yeah. artwork and the style of it the board and whatnot yeah i would agree yeah and the theme i think the like you know the companies you know the 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 artwork helps with the theme i think the the different companies they have which so moving into theme 
Yeah. I guess we're jumping the gun yeah, on that I'm, one. I'm huh? doing it. They're, they're <laughs> kind, I'm kind of getting them together now. Yeah. Um, I think the you know, the artwork helps with the theme and you know those the companies. You know, there's some old you know the old companies you know Schwinn I you know remember all of them what they what they yeah. were but a lot of them you don't recognize because you're not from Chicago but some of them you definitely wouldn't you recognize especially yeah, some of the expansion Spalding ones and there's, there's also Oscar Mayer yep mm-hmm. and yeah that helps just the look of it yeah and you kind of for me during the production phase I kind of feel like I'm running this little company's factory you know get the resources spitting out the resources you know, to get goods you know the, yeah the salesmen are going out and getting more goods for my money than if i didn't have them and the manager makes my factory run better and give me a little benefit yeah, stuff all like that, that stuff makes sense theme yeah, yeah nothing crazy but it, it's there for me yep it was there a little bit but i have an analogy but it kind of goes into my final thoughts as well so i'm gonna wait I'm gonna save that one okay. i'm gonna save okay. it so i'm gonna ball that oh together stay tuned <laughs> Don't tune out just yet. <laughs> yep, no. <laughs> Stick around little, for that one. hook there. You're probably going to hate it. The analogy, at least. All right, well, we'll see. Is Michael going to have to fix it? or Probably. Okay. So I, got kind of, I think there's been one that he hasn't fixed. <laughs> what kind of I st- think so. I was going to ask you what kind of stickage you'd give this, but... That goes along, it goes along with okay. it, yeah. Gotcha. I actually have a, a glue index for you. Okay. Yeah. Oh, boy. So... Let's start talking about some gameplay. Tim, why don't you hit us? I think it did some things very well. So one of the phases of the game, you're going to place a building out there, and then the next phase after that, you're doing the worker placement. So that part I really enjoyed. You're, some of the buildings, only one person can go on, and then other ones, you know, multiple. And it, and it all lays it out. We, you know, the players put out are only one person. Yep, and I think it lays it out very well, and I thought it was pretty interesting how the different buildings act. So it will show on your player reference sheet, if you place in this building, maybe the bank pays the owner the cost, or they pay the, or however it works. And then the, the the owner, you as a player, it pays you, or maybe the company might pay the bank, or... Right. Yes, there's a lot of different because variety that's, of that. That's kind of the biggest thing too is you got to keep in mind you have your own personal supply of money and then you have shares in a company. So if you're the majority shareholder in a company, you control their cash flow kind of. Yeah. But you don't have their money. Yeah, so sometimes when that company is playing the paying the player like you got to make sure you're keeping that money separate and yep or if you have to pay the bank making sure it's you're paying with the company if that's right or the player so you're not intermingling those dollars that fits with the theme because that's illegal it's pretty easy to keep track (laughs) of though because it's iconography on that is is excellent it's very clear who pay you just have to make sure you're paying attention like your first play I think it's the only time where you'd have any concerns just because you're so used to not having two separate things of money. But as long as you're paying attention, you're fine because you're right. The iconography is really good. And I think with the, that worker placement, you're when you're picking which action would buildings to put out, that kind of drives that round because those places are generally better than, you know, so there's Usually, one, like, yeah. you know, the, this, you know, this, I don't remember if it's the salesman is maybe $70 for the, 
just the space that's on the board. Yeah. And then maybe it's twenty dollars if you go to this place that I put out there. Yep. Yeah. But you got to said, well, you know, do you want to pay me twenty? Me as an, you know the player pay me twenty dollars to go there, or not? And if you don't, well, I'll just go there and mm-hmm. the company will pay me that. So. So that's that was one thing I I did really like with the game was that there was two separate pools of money or potentially more than two because later in the game or as soon as you can you can buy shares into another company that's start up another company yep so so i think that's pretty cool it was the first time i've really seen that in the game and then that kind of brought me to the negatives of it for me and i'm going to start by saying i don't think stock games are for me at all because when we got to the stock portion of this game, it completely stalled all for me, and I just stopped having fun with it. Kind of I, like the beginning of the round where you're deciding whether to buy stocks in other companies and things no, like that. That part or the the end phase. So when you actually, yep, when you okay. actually operate your companies, I didn't find it as interesting as I thought it would. Because I normally like those style games where you build up a company and then you're producing goods this one i just didn't feel it and then when you have to figure out paying dividends and stuff like that that's where it really stalled and i just stopped having fun with it i was kind of sure the the dividend paying and then some of you know that part of it that you definitely would not like <laughs> yeah after we first played we're like oh god like tim's gonna hate it <laughs> how much is he gonna the, hate this the math stuff yeah and and to me, the whole game was building to that phase, and then I found that phase so disappointing, and I just did not enjoy it at all, and it just kind of brought the whole package down for me, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I like that production phase, though, because it's interesting, because you, sometimes you might not want to sell all your goods because you want to save it for the next round. Maybe you want to make... Maybe you can make that double or triple bump now. You want to save some goods. You don't have to sell them. And then you want to be able to get the double bump when your company, that company is worth more, saving some for the next round, filling up a contract to get a little bit more money to maybe get that double bump. I like it in the that operating phase after the worker placement phase. I liked it the first, you know, maybe one or two rounds with, the, with a company. Mm-hmm. Even when you know, say you buy a new company and you're you know building up that second time as well, I like that part of it. But once it kind of got established, there might be a few of those expansion companies that you can still do more stuff. But it felt like all right, you're after two rounds of it, you got your engine pretty well. Yeah, built. it kind of yeah kind of runs itself for the company. Yeah, for the most part, at least like when you're buying those um, and the goods too, like it didn't help with for me for the the theming of it that the goods are it's just what is it black brown pink and blue like i never the knew like what yeah. actual goods yeah i think pink is getting. meat and then because you look at what you can sell and it, it makes sense but yeah yeah but it didn't feel like it just felt like i'm getting the yeah blue blue block basically so yeah. like that but i just think like your that company engine itself is kind of for the most part, it's not the 100%, but it's mostly built after a couple rounds for most of those companies. Now, there was, when we played, Ryan, we played that last time with some of those expansion companies. Some of those are very different, which I did kind of like. Yeah. 
Yeah, the one I had was different. was hard to actually get going early, but once it got going, it was really good. But it took longer to get them going, whether or not as just the first time we played with the more complex or different working expansion companies or whatnot. But it was more interesting with those. Not to say I think the base game companies do offer a lot of variety, they but do. these were very different and not necessarily feel more powerful. They just work a lot different and more unique. Yeah. And I did like that, that yeah, even the base ones feel very different and more so those expansion ones felt even more different. So you feel like you're doing something different every time because that's after that second play of it, because I played, I think, three times that second play, I was like, oh, this is going to get a bit samey. Like, I actually liked it more the third time than the second just because there's more some more companies out there that, you know, I, I bought that second one and it felt very, you know, almost like a new game. You know, that portion of the game was very new to me then yeah. because that company is so different. So a couple problems I have is you never see anyone withhold earnings for companies except maybe the first time that they produce. But other than that, we never saw anybody withhold money. Yeah, you know, they always paid dividends. And the reason time. for that is because whatever shares the, you know, aren't someone doesn't own. And we actually played this wrong the first time. The first time we play, paid it to the bank. Yeah. Which but then whatever's we actually not had owned, those dividends the, paid out. Whatever the company but, still owns, all those share prices yeah. go so back to the company. First round, you're you're getting the company's getting sixty to seventy percent anyways. So what's you know, yeah, big deal if you get seventy percent versus, you know you know, a hundred, it's not that big of a difference. So just pay out the player. So the player can buy more shares. And, uh, yeah, I didn't like that part either. The one thing in the rule book that was kind of odd is they, in the beginning, they kind of have like a breakdown of the components. So they talk a little bit about how it works in the game. And that's the only time that they mentioned that at the end of the stock phase, if a hundred percent of a company is owned, like all the shares are owned, then the price, the value of that company goes up one. That's it's not actually mentioned in the stock phase portion of the rule book. Oh really? Really? So that oh. was not good. Yeah, that just reminds me of another <laughs> odd thing. Like the the player boards when you were explaining the rules the first time, I thought like, oh, these player aids or whatever they were were going to be really useful, but they don't have everything on it. Like that one phase, like where it doesn't say at the end of round phase, it doesn't say to clear off that. La- that first space of goods. Because you were telling me that, and I was like, I was was sure you were wrong because it doesn't (laughs) say it on there. I was like, yeah. well, it doesn't even say it. Like, you know, it's got all these different things. Yeah, I know we went in and read (laughs) at the end of the production phase for each company and then at the end of the round or the decade to make sure we're doing it right. And we were just... It was weird. The player doesn't even have it on there. Like, it has... Most of the player is really good, but there's something like that. It's like, what... It would be really good if it had everything on it. Like, it had four of the, I think, four of the five things that you're supposed to do, or all but one thing. Yeah. Which is just weird that everything isn't on there. So, I'm going to get into a few of my biggest pros and cons here. Uh, we already talked about the company variability and especially the expansion companies. Um, I really like the first couple of rounds of the game, choosing which companies you want to run and manage. And how much um, you have their value start out as, I think is interesting. I really like 
the production phases for them and the worker placement phase in the first couple decades, maybe two or three. Um, the appeal track, I really like the appeal track, going up on that, getting those bonuses, yep. you know, trying to beat people to stuff. Uh, whichever company has the most tracks. appeal. <laughs> exactly. Whichever company has the most appeal, they're going to actually run first, and there's definitely advantages to that. I like the selecting of the buildings, like Tim mentioned, and the worker placement part. It's interesting, too, because those partners, which you're taking the worker placement actions with, if you have more than one company, you have to choose which company you take the actions with. With like, oh, this partner's taking the action for Oscar Mayer, or this one is for Spalding. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree with that. And that's cool. The capital assets are pretty cool. It was easier to get them, or I could just get more. But the companies don't even have that as an option, so it kind of like, well, I want to use this company, but I don't even have that capital as a thing. Yeah, as something I can even yeah, do. You can get the one-time bonus, but the instant bonus, but you can't yeah. get the permanent, yeah. ongoing effect. So the cons, the two biggest cons are the last two rounds, last two or three decades, basically the last half of the game. While the first half I enjoy, the last half just is more boring to me. Um, It gets to the point where it feels like the companies run themselves. There's not a whole lot of interesting options or decisions. Yeah, you might start a, a third company or running up a second one. Um who to invest in, but it's really what can you afford and kind of just seeing how much of a jump these companies are going to make. But it just just wasn't that interesting. Now, we didn't play the advanced version, which there can be hostile takeovers and you can sell off a company and things like that. I don't know that I'd want to even play with that, though, but we did not play with that, so you, people know. Keep that in mind, yeah. I um, would definitely agree with that. Yeah, I know you. And that, and the play I had through where I only had one company, I had Spalding, and you're right on, you know, the last two or three decades, it just ran itself. So I would do the worker placement actions, and then the production phase, it was just, okay, I'm going to go. I went first the last round. I went first, I did it basically ran itself and then I sat there you guys both had two companies and it was like okay I'm just gonna sit here you do one way the next company I can especially see that with one company it's really boring that way that's why the one time I was like well I'm just gonna start a third company even though I probably do better if I didn't but it's just more fun the first starting up those companies is it's exciting or it's that's when it's more yeah, so for me too, like the the first two rounds of it, you know, I kind of, you know, I like most of the game for those first two rounds. That third round, like I have to get a new company, otherwise, I yeah, I lose interest too. Like that'll keep that round relatively interesting, just because I'm trying to get that new company up. But the last two rounds, like, so is it worth it though? Because yeah, it's a more interesting gameplay when you have more companies. But if you're gonna do better with only one or two companies why i mean it, i do think it all depends on yeah i i know it depends you know but like you said you knew you would do better if you only had the two companies but you wanted to yeah during that game situation yeah it does yeah. depend on the situation in that situation i probably would have done a little bit better not starting a new company mm-hmm. but yeah it, but it's, that's not gonna always be the case a lot of times yeah. it will make sense to get that second company so you can kind of you know that other one might be running well enough where you don't really have to do anything with that first company. So you're buying a second one yeah. to 
you know, just increase what you're making in that. So yeah, and for me to to compound it for where the second half of the game falls flat for me is is just too much math too often. I can yep. handle the math. I can do the math. You know, it doesn't. It's not, it's not the problem. It's just it's constant. It's Okay, um, forty-seven. So four hundred seventy dollars. Each share is worth forty-seven dollars. I have five shares. You know, you got to constantly do that, and everyone's company's running, and then you got to figure out how much. Like it's just. Yeah, like I, you know, it's I had tiring. I have two companies. Like, all <laughs> right, right, I sold you know. this. You know, everyone's worth this, and I sold this many goods. So that's, you know, forty-seven divided by you know four seventy divided by ten times six you know 47 times eight. like i can't figure out what that is but like and then my for my second company well that one made 190 so that's 19 and then each share gets yeah that, so it's well that's 57 for that 38 goes to or this it's just, player it just and, gets exhausting where in the, yeah it, the game is like, like right, night, so, night and day for me where I, I really like the first half and i really don't like the second half yeah, like, well, did it double or triple what it moves up? Like, all right, yeah. so 47, so it moved up. Ugh. The last time we did play, Michael, with the expansion companies did make it a little bit better for me on that front, but it still had it, that still, ebb and flow for me. Yeah, it's it was still there. It's just because the companies were enough different, I liked it more than if they would have been the same companies again. Yeah. So imagine how I felt because oh. normally... Yeah. You know, I'm I'm okay at math, but mm-hmm. you guys are the math guys. We're just and, faster at the yeah. easy math stuff. So here I am. I would constantly say, okay, I've got six shares in this company, and I'm going to get $23 for each share. What is that? And I was constantly asking, because yeah. if I'm going to do it, I'm going to have to get my calculator out and figure it out, and it's going to take longer. So I was constantly asking. And you're making change. Yeah, I'm making change. And it was just so frustrating. It made me feel dumb, realistically. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is a game where, like, you probably, most people probably should have a calculator right. handier, their phone or something, yeah. so that you can do that. Like, it can be done. It's just too much of it yeah. that you'd be constantly. Yeah, you can eventually do it, but it's You play just... one decade and, like, five times Yeah, you have to use your calculator you know Mm -hmm. and it's not just like not just taking like oh 80 divided by 10 it's not just that it's way you know yeah you're you're slapping hands trying to make change for (laughs) your hundreds and all that and And a lot of times i think to myself okay would this be a good game that i would play you know at home without you guys or the group and this was a big absolutely not there's no way i would want to play this without basically you two because I was constantly yeah. asking, okay, what's this? How much am I getting mm-hmm. for this? How much? And it was just, it's not something I, I want to. Was I the only one that was, do you know, I know this doesn't really tie into what you're saying, but was I the <laughs> only one that was bothered that the, it was 25s and not 20s for the money? No. That really annoyed me. It was, yeah. Really. There's no 50s either. Yeah. Right? I was like, I want kind of like, because I, I always had like, seven 25s in my hand yeah and like, it's like i uh, want a 50 and a 20 like i don't want I, yeah. that really bothered me just because i'm from america so my money is in 20s and yeah, you know, 50, yeah. or it's in ones and fives but 
theoretically, it, I could goes, have money it, that's in the 20s. I think there's 10s. But then it goes yeah, from 10s five, to 25s 10. to 100. That never occurred to me because I yeah. was more irritated with, obviously, the whole math portion. <laughs> yeah. That you're I never more irritated even, with other things. Yeah, I never even noticed that it was. Every time I cast in a hundred and I had to make change for it, I was just like face palming. It's like, ugh. <laughs> like you're not used to changing out money in this way. Yeah. Um. So should we get onto our final thoughts? Um. A couple other things was also the the money in the company. Like after the first couple rounds, it never felt like you're too short. Like one of yeah. the games, I had a ton. The second game, I had a ton of money left. I probably didn't play it super efficiently, so that was probably part of the problem. But like, even if you don't have a ton of money in your company, you can do everything you want to for the most part. Yeah. Maybe uh, there's one time I had to get, like, I go to the spot to get fifty dollars for the company or something like that. But you never feel t- like you have to worry about it too much. And yeah, the the one nice thing is you can pay out. I don't know if it's like called extra Dividend. dividends or whatever yeah. it is, especially yeah. if it's before the company is too valuable. But yeah, you pay a hundred yeah. bucks and then you can actually bump the shares up or you just pay out 10 bucks a share for yeah. everyone and who I, has I a share. But one of the games I did that quite a few times actually with it, but, but yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. And, Oh, and I, I did like it. I think I like the game more when we played it wrong and we, we paid out those <laughs> dividends that extra money went to the bank. It just made it took longer to build that engine up. And that was my favorite play of it because it took a couple rounds to do yeah. it. And without Tim cuz I knew he's going to hate it. Oh yeah, when we were done with that first game, like it was before we were done, but we talked yeah. about it more afterwards like Tim is going to hate this game. Like, yeah. like he's going to you know it would be like not that you would stop playing a game like part way through, but like if any game does it, like I was like, well, it might be that bad. Like there I, are some think, things that I think he might like. I think if it had but... some heavy interaction, I think that would have topped it for him. Yeah, <laughs> he would have blew up. Yeah, if it had like some cards where he could like. Yeah. So this is a question of how much cards. some cancel cards. <laughs> this is a question of how much you were not gonna like that game. Are you gonna? <laughs> you know, is this gonna be your least favorite game, or are you like, well, these other parts are okay enough to not hate it hate it so tim yeah we know where you're going with your final thoughts let's hear them okay so like i stated earlier i enjoyed the first portion of the game you know how many stocks you're gonna buy into a company if you're gonna buy someone else's the build if you're gonna buy stocks if you're gonna buy stocks in other companies that other people own uh, placing the buildings out, using those buildings as, mm-hmm. you know, worker spots. I like that. So the first, the very first round, I was into it. Once we got into that production phase and it was like, I didn't find it that interesting. And then we had to start doing math. <laughs> it lost me. So that brings me to my analogy. So I'm going to keep it a little... uh thematic as well so i was the cracker jack company is in the game so yep. you know like a cracker jack box you can get like a little toy or sticker or washable tattoo yeah. baseball card baseball card whatever Hornus wagner <laughs> i don't think those come in there anymore <laughs> <laughs> so let's say you get a washable tattoo in the game okay you first put it on it's nice and shiny you're excited about it like i was 
I was yeah. love that. Love that. That's I was interested best. in playing it. You know, I I enjoyed looking at my new tattoo. I enjoyed buying the stocks and doing that the first few rounds well, in the game. If you enjoyed buying the stocks. <clears throat> Come on now. I enjoyed the worker placement <laughs> yeah. portion of the game. <laughs> yeah. But then late in the first round, my tattoo started to fade. <laughs> <laughs> and so did the theme for me, which brings me back to my analogy for the theme. I felt the theme right away. And then when I hit that last round and my tattoo faded and I just stopped enjoying it and I and lost had the theme. four more rounds to go. <laughs> and I had more rounds and I just, it completely died off for me and I just... So it's kind of like a TV show. You start watching the first season or two are awesome and then they, the longer it goes, the worse it gets and they don't know how to end it. Yeah. yeah. Is that your analogy then? No. <laughs> just kidding. No, I still like the tattoo though. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, no, that, yeah, that one wasn't bad. That was, thank you. Not bad at all. So... Yeah, and like I stated earlier, I don't think a stock game is for me because I just did not like the whole paying dividends and doing all yeah. that jazz. So if this is a light 18xx game, I never want to try an 18xx <laughs> game. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. So, yeah. my You want my final rating right away too? Yeah. Okay. So it's a final thought, yeah. I put this right... At like a four. Okay. I and the reason it's that high is because I enjoyed the first few portions of it and then it just Okay. So I think the burning question that everyone here is wondering. Okay. Call the Adventure. Okay. Hansa Titanica. City of the Big Shoulders. I would throw Magnus Storm in there, but I know that you bought the game, so you probably like it. Is the playtime the same for all the games? So first we'll go with the playtime is not the same. Okay. Playtime is not the same. I would go Call of Adventure. Because it's the shortest one. Yeah. Okay. Now you're playing the same amount of playtime in all three of them. Yep. What are you going with? Call to Adventure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it didn't matter what the answer was. So, Aaron, if you're listening, you can get excited. Here's why, though. Because when when I played Call to Adventure with Aaron that time, and we were just basically hamming it up, and we made the game fun, if that makes sense. But because you played City of the Big Shoulders with me and Ryan, yeah, you we guys don't make games it. fun. Okay. Right. Yeah, you guys aren't that fun. Okay, that's right. fair. Yep. Yeah. I get that. I can see that. Ryan, your final thoughts? Um, so going into this year, I did want to try out an 18xx game at some point. Didn't know like you know tons about them. I knew they took a long time and typically train games and stocks and this and that. I don't think I'd want to try one now. I think this is about the most I'd want to get into it because I know they don't even have the worker placement aspect and I. I always like that in games, and this is not my favorite part, but one of my more favorite parts in this game. I got to say, I'm so glad you said that. Cause <laughs> yeah, I won't be buying one. There was a time where you were like, yeah, I really want to try a 18X. And yeah. I was starting to get worried, like, oh, shit, I hope he doesn't I'm go and have buy to play one. An I was not game. planning on get, buying one. I was basically going to try one at a convention at some point because they're long games, so I'd know, you know you what I mean. definitely still can. Oh, I know I can. Just as long as you aren't, don't, don't have to be involved. Yeah, don't, yeah. don't try to get me. So, 
I don't think it's a bad game. Um, I don't think it's a great game for me either. I would say it's a good game for a smaller crowd. Uh, they like their economic games, stock markets, a little bit of worker placement. There's some things that I do and don't like about it. Um, overall, I'd probably give it a 7. I think it's for a smaller crowd. I think the people that do enjoy it will really enjoy it, but I think the majority of people, it's not a game for them. I would agree, and I should go back a little bit. Yeah, I did rate it low, but I think the the people that do like the stock games and they like you know that whole part of it, I think they're going to really enjoy this. Yeah, game. I mean, when we review and rate games, it's what we think. It's not like oh how or how we feel about the game. It's not like you think it's people a bad like different game. things. Exactly, than we do. it's how much enjoyment you get out of the game. It's right. not you're trying to gauge how much it, so, how good the game is. Yes, my enjoyment recommending it to people that's going to be a little yeah. bit different. Yeah, my enjoyment was low. But bad game, no, cuz it had good aspects to it and, you know, people that like that, they're going to really like this game. I think yeah, if you're you think this game might be for you, I would definitely pick up the expansion. I would not hesitate to get that if you think this is going to be something that you'll play and play consistent just because of the money or because of the other companies um well i think a lot of people are going to upgrade the money regardless but for the companies but yes going forward i wouldn't want to play this without those extra companies really not that i wouldn't play it but those other ones so much more variety and you're doing more you're at least doing something with those companies yeah in that operating or the the worker plays in phase more than one or two rounds for some of those like for some of them like you could get like the one i had was like 14 different salesmen or something that you could get so you can continually try to buy more of them in that i think it's definitely a game it's not for our group except for you know i'd play it uh, once twice a year maybe you know once in a great great while i'll play it i'll be fine with that Uh, marv might enjoy it uh sam hamhead also if you're out there oh yeah why don't you give yep. me or Aaron a text because we lost your number and you're not on Facebook, so... Yeah, we can't find you. Yep, we can't find you. <laughs> we haven't kicked you out of the group, Hamhead. We, uh... Yep. It's a public The two people that had your number had their phones die, so... So, yeah. Send me Anyways. or Aaron a text. We can get back to you. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's not a game for everyone, certainly. Like, it's a limited audience. And I think the... The people that would make sense for is you know if people play 18 xx games they might like this where it adds not that i understand i have never played an 18 xx game so i haven't looked into them a ton but it adds some worker placement stuff so nice you know kind of a combination type game um or if you yeah, people like math a lot but you know i can't imagine johnny or aaron not wanting to kill us if we made them play this game yeah and that Tim, I was worried that you would try to kill us too. So you know, yeah, the kids were around, so I couldn't. Yeah, you know. it's fair. It's fair. But yeah, not for certainly not for everyone. I liked my first play a decent amount more. The next two after that didn't like as much. But if I didn't play it too often, once a year, like might in, you know enjoyable enough time. There are definitely parts of it I liked. I wish it was shorter or the second half of the game kept my interest more they both yeah both those second two plays dragged those last couple last, of decades last couple of decades i was like sure. well this could have ended after three decades so yeah i 
maybe six and a half, probably a seven. I'd I'd give it. it as long as I only play it once off. I sort of you know had to play this too often. That rating's probably gonna drop for me. Yeah, but, I would definitely agree with that. And and I you mentioned you know wanting to play a TNXX game now probably not like I would. This doesn't make me like want to go more so right. to seek one out or anything like that, but yeah, maybe someday. But yeah, I'll give it a I'll 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 give it a seven. Well, if that wraps up our review, sounds like it does. City of the Big Shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to our next review, Twilight Struggle. Ooh, interesting. Twilight Struggle was designed by Jason Matthews and Ananda Gupta. Probably mispronounced that, but probably. That's what it's looking like. I would assume. And published by GMT Games Tim in 2005. It's a two-player game that plays in two to three hours. Twilight Struggle is a card-driven war game that recreates the Cold War with one player playing the Soviet Union and the other player the United States. The game can end in several ways. Automatic victory occurs the instant one player reaches 20 points. If either side controls Europe when the Europe scoring card is played, a player may also win the instant their opponent causes the DEFCON to reach level 1, triggering nuclear war. If neither side has achieved victory of any kind by the end of turn 10, then every region is scored and the player who has the most wins. During the game, players will be playing cards from their hand to play historical events. If it is an event associated with their side, they can choose to trigger the event and the turn ends, or they can use the card for its ops value to perform different actions such as placing influence markers, performing coups and realignment rolls. Cards with an opponent's event will trigger before or after you use the card for its ops value. The last thing you can do with a card is play it on the space race track. Play will continue going back and forth until victory is achieved from either side with new cards being added throughout the game. The side that best leverages the cards in their hand will win the Cold War. So we got some Twilight Struggle here. What kind of production quality are we looking at? It's pretty good. Yeah, like the cards are nice. I think the the board, I really like the board. It's very clear where everything is. For a board, that's the map of the entire world and like lots of different countries that you place your influence markers on stuff. Like everything's very clear and I could see other you know, other designs of the board being, you know, tough to tell where everything is and that. So I think I think the board they did a very good job with. Yeah, I think it's got solid production quality. There's a lot of chits going on. It's like yeah. that can be kind of obnoxious sometimes. It's like flipping around trying to find the right numbered influence marker or oh, this this event pertains to this, so I got to put this little reminder here, but that's nothing. Uh, yeah, those are just little nitpicks, but... Yeah. For the most part, yeah, it's yeah, it's not mind blowing, but it's certainly isn't bad by any means. It didn't blow my mind. The production quality, thematically speaking, what are we looking at? I think the biggest thing that helps the theme is the event cards themselves. Yeah, I would say so. The pictures on it, yeah. And these are all events that historically did happen. There's a ton of cards in this game, too. Like, I don't know how many, but there's over 100 cards, I think. And if you want to really dive into it, it actually, in the back of the rules, it tells 
talks about each card and what the historical significance okay. of that card is. There's you know quite a few of them that I remember actually happening during the Cold War. There's some of the things that like either you know, I remember a few happening actually, but learning about it in school or just I don't know growing up I yeah learned about these mm-hmm. things. There's a lot of them in there that I didn't. So actually some of it like it's historical enough and there's enough you know theme wise that you actually you actually learn something kind of while you're playing this that these things happened during the Cold War. And yeah, and if you, de- if you definitely want to, you can definitely learn quite a bit during yeah, the game. Yeah, you could use yeah. them as a teaching device. Yeah, definitely. There is one card in there that makes you get physical. Yeah. Where, yeah. You, where you poke the, your opponent in the chest Yep. to recreate the card. <laughs> yep. That's... I got. I had a good laugh out of that one the first time I saw that card. It's like, are you <laughs> yeah, serious? Like, yeah. <laughs> I'd say I agree with you guys on the theme. Enjoy learning about the Cold War. You know, watch 13 Days. You know, learn about Guantanamo Bay, uh, Cuban Missile Crisis, all that stuff. And obviously, tearing down of the Berlin Wall finally when that happened and the Cold War ended. And all that stuff was pretty interesting. And it's cool to see it on the cards and feel like you're playing that out during the gameplay. Yeah. And, you know, these different, you know, and, you know, you're doing coups as well. I mean, that's. You know, so it feels when you're playing, you feel the theme coming through a lot of times too, because of, you know, a lot of the actions you're taking, you know, the coups and you know the, you know, even the realignment to some, some part of it. Like maybe not the space race doesn't feel as much. That's the one thing that I don't feel the theme in because yeah, you're just really, really abstract. You're just discarding, yeah, a card. just discarding a card. So that's one thing that doesn't feel thematic. But I overall, I think it's you know very strong theme. You guys think about the gameplay. So I'm going to start off with some negatives. All right, move on to your positives. <laughs> no, I actually have a few. Okay. Bear with me here. So there is a very steep learning curve, I believe, because if you... So one of the games recently I played was with Hamhead, and I knew I had a big advantage going in because I know... The cards. The cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you first get into the game, you don't know what cards are in what age. You know, if it's early, mid, or late war, you're going to have a disadvantage. But I didn't go into it, you know, thinking, okay, I'm just going to try to crush them. I went into it more of, okay, I'm going to go as a learning game where I'm going to kind of, you know, teach the game as we go and not, you know, try to play my best strategy teach the so game as you go that's what i want out of you wow. me. yeah you don't get that treatment oh okay yeah that's the way i learned best but you won't yeah no okay. that's not you try to frustrate yourself and watch me zone out while you're explaining the rules yeah okay yeah that's on you well it kind might, of a masochist it's kind of my yeah. own like strategy because then you might do worse because you're frustrated with me already okay. so so that and then um, the card draw can be punishing at times. So there's been a few plays where it seems like all I do is draw scoring cards. You're stealing all my cons, aren't you? <laughs> well, there aren't many out there, I don't think, for this game. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So, so when that happens and I have a hand, like if I have two or three scoring cards in my hand, and it just completely... Shuts down your whole turn. Yeah, it makes it real hard to do much because I can maybe play one right away and score, and 
you know, Ryan's doing a bunch of other stuff because he's got. But you're not using your action points. You're not doing those. Right. Things, because so. I just don't have them in my hand. And it's, yeah. it kind of, it can be frustrating at times. But I will say one of my positives, though, is the kind of the random scoring. When the scoring cards are in that deck, I love that because you never know when they're going to come up. And that's kind of. You're constantly, I'm sitting there like wondering like, well, he just went to Asia. Does that mean, he, does he have an Asia scoring card? Maybe he doesn't. Like, right. But like, so you're always wondering that. So those are my two negatives that I came up with. Um, the rest of it, I mean, I love the push-pull scoring where, you know, if Michael's going to score five points, next card I play, I'm going to score 10 points. So I went from being on plus five on Michael's to all of a sudden plus five on my own. It's and one scoring track. It's not, you don't each have one. Yep. So I like that a lot. Um, the multiple use cards, whether it's you're going to use it for the ops points and you get different actions for the ops points or if you're going to use it for the events. But if it's one of your opponent's cards, are you going to space race it? Or are you going to hold it? Because you can hold one card every round. Um, as long as it's not a scoring card. As long as it's not scoring, correct. Um, but yeah, that whole package, I really, really enjoy yeah, I, I love the the dual use since you know the so the events are going to either be a Russia event, a U.S. event, or one for either. So when you have say you're the U.S. and you have a bunch of Russia events, well, you might be able to space race one, but you're going to have to play some Russia cards, or if you're Russia, you're going to have to play some U.S. cards that are really going to help the other person. Mm -hmm. It's a matter of well, which one do I get rid of? Which one do I? Which ones do I keep? And when do I play those? So it hurts me the least it can yeah. hurt me because it's gonna hurt you it's just right when you get your hand of cards you're kind of looking and you're kind of trying to figure out okay if i play this card first it's not going to hurt me as much as if i play this one and you're kind of comboing play some other things so that maybe this won't hurt as much right. then so there's a lot of thinking going on as far as when you want to play those cards like i love that part of it and i would agree that as far as that the negatives with that first especially your first play of that learning curve, just because you don't know the cards. Like the toughest part is like, there's a, you know, the cards were like, all right, take all the influence out of this space. It's like, well, if I would have known that, I remember that first play there was, I don't remember where it was that went, yeah, but it was like, some, there's some man, France, Egypt, I, Cuba. Yeah, and I think all the first one was like Egypt that I'd gone there in that first game. And then that card got played. I was like, well, I definitely wouldn't have been going there if I knew this card existed. <laughs> yeah, because once you learn the game, then you know you're not going to put anything in there until that card gets played. Yep. So for me, the most satisfying part of the game, even more than winning the game, is when you're playing your opponent's events and they do nothing for them because you've manipulated the board so much that the event does not do anything for them. That's my yeah. favorite part. Yeah, like you mentioned, Tim, the cons when you get the hand of scoring cards getting to know the cards i think the game you know you said it's very punishing for new players until you learn the cards and play a few games you really need two players of similar similar skill level in this game even when they both know the cards it's going to be a lot better when it's pretty equal skill the constant poor you're getting bad rolls throughout the game can be really frustrating yep. too. You're, you're rolling coups, or you're rolling those brush wars, or something, and you just you're losing all of them. It, it's just 
really annoying. I mean, yeah, yeah. You might say, well, don't do that, but you have to. Sometimes you got to get the ops points, or you want to take over, and you play like a four ops card, and you just need anything you roll over a one is just basically a gain for you. And you roll like a one or a two, it's like, oh, great, you know, it, that happens all the time. Yeah, yeah. once in a while, that's going to happen, but when it's yeah. So yeah, and it's not it. where there's a ton of dice rolling, so it doesn't necessarily always equal out either. Like some yeah. games, like there's so much dice rolling that maybe you know more or less equal out. This one, there's not a ton of it. There's definitely you know not rolling once or twice in a whole game, but yeah, that, that can definitely be yeah. Be frustrating and there's some too. coups that are really critical. Some other ones are kind of just like well, whatever, they're a throwaway. I just need the ops points. But there's other ones where it's really important. You know, maybe it's a battleground region in the Middle East, and you'll actually gain control of the region if you you know you win that coup or something take over the country or something like that yeah, well even swing in points even something like the space race because you want to roll low yeah and yep. if you can't space race because you can't move up you can't move up some of the spaces have they give you kind of like a little special ability maybe you can space race an extra card and some of them are victory points so if your opponent's shooting way up and getting all these extra stuff and you can't roll yeah some not because it, you're not playing a card it's because you can't roll well right some of it too you can actually look at your a later one you can actually look at your opponent's headline event and that's that's big. really powerful yeah and if you can't reach to that spot that's pretty devastating mm-hmm. so that's basically all i have for the cons i talked about my biggest pro for the game playing your opponent's events um the the tense back and forth feel of the game you know it feels like a cold war you know you're not sure this country could flip at any moment, go towards your opponent. This region could go from the U.S. to the Soviet Union. Um, that push-pull of the game is awesome. You know, I have 12 points. If Europe scoring comes up, I might win the game. But if it doesn't come up, maybe, Tim, you're getting 7 points and I'm back only at 5 points, you know. Mm-hmm. So that... Yeah, and you have to constantly be paying attention to what's going on on the board too because there's that scoring cards you don't always know when they're going to come out and you know based on one you know people are you know say somebody's using their points to like all right so you know this person's you know they almost have control in this continent like that can really swing the game so you can't so you got to pay attention to what they're doing so you have to you know if you start your your turn or your round or whatever with you know your 10 cards or whatever it is you start with and you're like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. You have to, you can't just be set in your way and just like, I'm going to play these cards in this order. I'm going to do these things with it because what your opponent does is going to impact what you at least should be, should be doing. You might, you have to change that, you know, use those tactics to kind of change what you're doing Yeah. throughout the round. The, the nuclear war thing, I'm not really a big fan of how that works. I mean, I like how you have to reach the ops points, and you, know, you got to be careful with that stuff. Sometimes you can just, usually we don't have it where if you accidentally coup a battleground country and the thing ticks down, it's nuclear war. It's like, well, you could take that back. You didn't like happen to see that it was a death kind of one or something. That's just kind of yeah. stupid. But when you actually force your opponent into possibly creating nuclear war, like with the Olympics, you can kind of get pin down some ways and win that way it's just it's just more of a strategy like, to use versus like if someone accidentally does yeah like, oh i didn't see that this the death yeah, that, that too that's not satisfying yeah. you don't want to win like that no but i think it's definitely more satisfying winning 
with victory points or control of Europe rather than winning. Yeah, definitely. So it's kind of a mm-hmm. letdown when that happens to me, at least. And I do think it's a, we mentioned that there's a steep learning curve, but it is a simple enough game to learn. Like the learning curve part is just not knowing what the cards are, but knowing what to do and stuff. It's not that complex as far as what yeah. actions and things right. like that to take. I mean, you're basically, you're playing a card. Do you want to use it for the ops points or the event? And if you use your opponents, you have to use the event, but it's not that complex as far as understanding what to what you can do in the game. But there's so much strategy with it as far as, you know, what what's the best, you know, best way to approach mm-hmm. the game and, you know, the best way to play those cards. That there's a lot too, but that's, you know, just from getting better at the game. Yeah, definitely like we said before, the more you play, learning the cards, especially two it might take you more than a few plays because you might not even get to that late game. So you might not even have any clue what those late game cards are. So you're almost better yeah. off. You play the game a couple times, and then after that you look through all the decks, especially the late game decks, because then you, you understand how the game works, so then those cards will make more sense, and then you know what is there. Because typically uh, the Soviet Union is the strongest in the early game, and that kind of shifts late war. The U.S. gets better events or stronger. So I think you just got to be careful that you don't want those surprise. No one yeah, likes you beat your opponent because they didn't know this card was there, and that really yeah. hurts them. Like you don't want to win that way if if you played this four or five times. And yeah, it's like oh, they feel really good about beating you. <laughs> so um, I just I thought I'd talk about the app a little bit. I do like the app. I think the computer is terrible unless it got uh <laughs> fixed fixed yeah unless it got an update so when you play and just play the game it's fine you're challenging but if you go for control of europe to win it doesn't see that you're doing that so i've played and i just go for a control of europe win and it doesn't try to stop me <laughs> Um, I put okay. the handicap <laughs> all the way towards the computer side where they get, to, I don't know exactly how much, but say 10 influence, they can start out the game just putting 10 influence into Europe and I go with a control Europe strategy, I still win. So it's like they don't, <laughs> like how do they not? Like it doesn't recognize doesn't that recognize you're going to win the yeah. game this way and just lets you. So that was pretty frustrating. Maybe it's just because so, you're so good at yeah, it. Yeah, you're just so good, <laughs> Ryan. No. Uh, I think Marv would even pick up on that. Oh, he's putting only influence in Europe. And speaking so. of that, the the last game we played, I knew like you were getting up there in points, Ryan. And I was like, man, I don't have. I was trying to think of ways I could get points. I was like, nope, I don't think I can. So I just had to like try desperation. Had to try to go for Europe. Yeah, I was like, I was trying to think like, oh, is there a way? I don't have the Olympics car. Like, I can't get you to cause nuclear war. So like desperation yeah. trying to go for your hopefully you wouldn't notice and i could get the europe scoring card is like yeah. it was kind of desperation hail mary kind of time for me but mm-hmm. he didn't i'm no aaron Rodgers, so i didn't uh didn't complete it final thoughts i absolutely love this game it should not be a surprise and i know it made my top 10 games of all time list when we made the list way back when episode one i believe and it's still right up there. It's easily in my top five games for sure. Uh, and that puts it right at about a 10 for me. I love the push-pull of it. I love the card play of it. Yeah. 
it's just it's so good, so rewarding to play and win. Mainly because I almost never win. <laughs> just play yeah. the app. Just and go for your control. <laughs> yeah, go I'm gonna, win. I'm gonna start doing that. <laughs> Feel good about yourself. Yeah. Yeah, and it's probably gonna be one of those games where Ryan needs to like coach me. Okay. Yeah. Kinda like uh with Gaia Project where he's just so much better than everyone else that I know. So he's got to train me. We, in, so. Like again, you know, like three people that have played it, so it doesn't. <laughs> like this but is a you, huge. Uh, you understand though? That's my world. That's like, you know. That's what you know. That's what I know. So that's all. That's all that matters. You, more or less. <laughs> so yeah, fantastic game. I would highly recommend it to people, but you got to know going into the that steep learning curve. The the card play of it and if you're not into like a two-player kind of heavier game you're not going to enjoy it if you're not into like the the theme if you're into the theme at all if you're not into the theme whatsoever this probably isn't going to be if you don't like heavy games you're not into theme and that like okay maybe not yeah it's like there's some people that this game probably doesn't make a lot of sense for but if you're into the theme even a little bit i think you'll get more interested in the theme by playing it yeah definitely and one thing we didn't mention was that China card. I like that. Yeah. Because that's a card that I don't even remember who starts with it. Does Russia. Russia. Okay. So the Soviets start with it, and basically you can use that on your turn. It's a fairly powerful card, but then when you use it, it goes to the U.S. So it basically switches back and forth. So that's kind of mm. kind of neat how that works. And basically then and you can kind of... cards that can take it and Yeah, and like you can... That. Like then you can you know keep two cards in your hand versus one if you play the China card. So this is another thing that I just thought of there. But, but yeah, I I love the game too. You know, said a few of the negatives like the learning curve, but once you've played it a couple times, you don't have to worry about that anymore. You may be playing somebody better than you, but you'll still still can really enjoy the game. And yeah, it's pretty excellent. Um, I'm gonna give it a nine, a solid nine. Nice. So I would say the theme is similar to when you're putting a, like you got a box of crayons and they just get bumped a little bit and you got one crayon out, you're trying to get that one crayon in there and you're just trying to jam it in there, but they're not lined up straight. (laughs) I know, I'm stretching, but that's what I got. So it's not a sticky index it's more of just the theme is as strong as if you're trying to realign crayons in their box <laughs> yep <laughs> you cut that <laughs> i no it's i don't st- necessarily get it <laughs> i i so do, is that like very sticky it. on the sticky it's, index it's then? a strong like, theme like it's so hard, like when it's stuck in there it's hard like, to get it break through that yeah theme. it is the okay. theme is so webbed okay it's like a mesh theme. You can't get a lot of it. times. Gotcha. You have to actually turn okay. the box of crayons so they fall a certain way, and then yep. you can try to. And okay. then you can break that theme. Yeah, but okay. this is a hard theme to break. You got to really work to break the theme. Yeah, okay. you got to like turn it upside down, and then and... you hit the space race, and you kind of poke through the theme a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, um, that's thanks for saving me there, Tim. That's better <laughs> than I expected it when you first said it. It was like, where's it going? <laughs> so I would give this game a nine. Uh, it fluctuates <laughs> fluctuates a little bit for me it, it probably shoots from eight and a half to nine and a half i would i would say it's a nine though 
you know, there's a few things that are a little frustrating or this and that, but overall when I'm playing the game, I really, really enjoy it. Um, I think it definitely, when you got two people that are equal skill level, it really is very enjoyable because it's such a back and forth feel and tension to the game and you're you get your opponent's events and you're squealing like oh <laughs> man i don't i got four of his events always, and how it, it feels like oh man this game is so unfair when you have all those events but you know the other person yep has the same thing going on yeah. most every single round so it's yep it's not one of those like with the dice that's a little bit more of like oh this under I, I keep rolling these bad ones he's rolling good ones or my opponent is but mm-hmm. not with the cards the cards Everybody has those bad cards. It's a matter of who does a better job of limiting the damage on those bad ones and mm-hmm. maximizing it when you, for those good ones. Yeah, so if you like two-player games, you like medium to heavy games, you like card play, you like area control, you got to get this game. I know that's a lot of different Yeah, if you like any of those you things. You thought a lot there. But if you're someone who gets into that stuff, it's it's a great game. Because there's a lot of all those things in this game, like you really feel all that, and, and it goes together. It's know, definitely comes together well. It's definitely going to benefit from if you have like your significant other or a friend that you play games with, just two player a lot, and you constantly get them out. This is this is definitely one that you'd want to pick up and play. Yep. So yeah, give it a nine. Well, if that concludes our review of Twilight Struggle. Let's move on to our top 10 heavy games. Oh, oh boy. This is going to be exciting. So, Ryan. Yeah. When we say our top 10 heavy games, what do we mean? I believe I go by the Board Game Geek scale. Okay. I think it was anything above 3.5-ish for me or how I felt with the game. Um, these are games that... Relative to us, they're complex based upon other stuff that we've played. Um, you know, they might be harder to get into, uh, more rules, uh, more complicated. There might be a lot more depth to the game as well. That's not necessarily the case. We kind of talked about that in our depth and complexity table talk a few episodes ago. But what about you guys? Yeah, mine was about the same as... 3.5 for the most part. There's a few that were right on that borderline, like a 3.52 that I'm not even sure if those are ones that made it in, but that I considered that were that's my, kind of like on a, my short list. Kind of like a feel of if it feels heavy to you. Some, yeah. some of them do, some of them don't. There's, know? I know there was one that was over. It's more like a 3.6 that I just didn't feel was that heavy. It wouldn't yeah. end up made, making my list anyways, but I was kind of on the border with that one to include it. Um, but yeah, it's about what I used as well, and just how it how it felt. But generally, three point five or higher on BGG. Yeah, you guys are right. <laughs> I used three point five as a base. There's one game, and I'll talk about it when we get there. That it's rated lower than three point five with the expansion. I'll get there. Okay. <laughs> Stay um, tuned. I think heavy games are something that they are generally a commitment to learn and play but i think the payoff or the reward is generally higher on these games as well i would agree yeah it was my number 10 like my there's games in the that didn't make this list that they're in my top 20 games i would say but they weren't in my top 10 heavy games like they're they're light games and medium games that would also be on that list top 20 say 
but the percentage of like if it's a decent it's a pretty good heavy game you get a lot more out of it yeah in the end take it it takes more time and more effort and that to to get that much out of it but it's it can be very rewarding i'll say this is a very hard list to make oh Um, god i've got like a bunch of honorable mentions i want to talk about i'll only mention a couple of them but uh you know basically my 10 through 16 were like neck and neck uh my five through nine are pretty much the same i one through four it's just it was like uh, i don't know like in i put this list together in about a week and a half and every single spot was changing <laughs> except <laughs> spot number four that's the only one that was four the whole time every other one, one through three changed you know five through seven changed um so I see you got like stuff written down in pen. So like you got arrows pointing, like, and then there's like more. arrows, like three different arrows pointing to like. It's like wait, wait. How did I want to rate this game? Did I want it to go from and four to this six? This could to be five another one. Three? I believe on my medium list, I changed it as we were starting to talk about the list. I changed at the last second. Change this could happen in here. I could change one as well on this. So this isn't even set in stone yet. Let's see if we can talk him in or out of something, Tim. <laughs> I bet we do it. I got a question before. For you, Ryan, before you we got? start. So we're doing a top 10. Is this pretty much your top 10 games of all time list? Too? It isn't. It's close, but it's not. I have a feeling it's really close. I think eight of these games would probably be in my top 10. Okay, so really... Really close. close. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to think, too, like how many of mine would... I'd say a solid seven. What about you, Tim? For sure the top three three or four maybe oh okay maybe all right i'd have to look at it again but all right so tim lead us off me you always lead us off i was just testing you all right so my number 10 is a stefan feld game no it's not notre dame well, yeah, okay. One, you didn't like it that much, and two, it's definitely not a heavy game. So, okay. Yeah, please go on. So that is Trajan. Um, the more wow. I play this game, the more I enjoy it. Uh, my wife's going ballistic about it. She's like, "Oh, this is my favorite game, or my top three, or something." Um, and the more I play it, the more I realize how brilliant the Moncala is with moving your discs around and where you want to land them setting yourself up for future turns completing trajan tasks um do i want to complete the trajan tile or do i want to really take this action and take a weaker action it's just that push pull uh just really really good really satisfying i'm engaged looking at this mancala and like just like a clock gears working like the whole time you know i just really enjoy it and the game Beside, it's actually a really simple game, kind of, where all the actions that you do take are very easy and straightforward. And there's only six of them. Yep. So there's not a lot so. of actions. But yeah, I the first time I played it was like, I wasn't trying necessarily to plan out where to to you know to do my turns and everything. That was more like the second game I did that, and then by the third, fourth game, like, man, this. The more I, like like you like the after I got 
the first couple plays I really liked the game and then it's it got better and better each time like I've only I think I've played it four times maybe but yeah it's getting better each time and the first time it was just like oh just try to do things and even the second game just like trying to just do things yeah you're just trying to do and you're not like trying to like plan for like all right this is the kind of strategy but the last couple games was doing more so I'm going a little heavier in a certain you know that area control part with your you know the warriors or whatever they're called yeah um, the map yeah you might be going yeah. to that you might be going with the buildings yeah i did the buildings hard one time so like there's different ways you can go heavy on something this game but that takes a lot of planning with it so. yeah you could pull off some fun combos too especially when you get like the yeah. times two and then the bonus actions and you combo that together and yeah i just... love doing that like the first game i didn't get any of those plus two things and then then I saw, I don't know if it was you, Ryan, that was doing Someone was doing some of those. I was like, man, that seems really, really useful. So I <laughs> went heavier in that one time. And that's a lot of fun when you're doing like, you're, yeah. doing, th- you're, you're doing that action, but you're doing it three times. And yep. like you can really put some good stuff together. So that always feels good when you do that. All I have to say is that the listeners should buckle up. Because if you guys are going wild <laughs> about a number 10. <laughs> well, you did ask me and I said, Probably eight, maybe nine of these games are on my top ten, and then Michael's like seven, so we're going to be going a little hog wild. We like these games. (laughs) It's a good game. It's been a while since I've played it. Yeah, you played it the one time. Just the one time. And it was intermingled with Crusaders. Right, and we talked about that at the time. Uh, But yeah, I'm looking forward to trying it again. And my number ten, it's a game that we have reviewed already. It is by Capstone Games, and that is Pipeline. Really? Yeah. Wow. Huh. I told you, I like this game quite a bit. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's yeah. fine. I guess I'm just surprised. Why Why are you surprised? I don't know. It's got money in it. Math. <laughs> 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 no, I, From now on, any game with money, Tim doesn't yeah, That'll like. be the new thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, the, the more I played it, like it didn't grow on me a lot, but it did... Mm-hmm. Like I liked it a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. So, yeah, I just played it the one time. I wasn't a huge fan of it. I didn't hate it, but it was one I I wanted to play it. After playing, I was like, I'd like to play this a couple more times, and I haven't. Yeah, I'm so. not personally the biggest fan of it, but I do think it's a really solid game. It could go up for me too. Like I said, you know, I'm liking it a little bit more with each play. So, well, Timmy, have to pick it so I can play it more. Well, I'm concerned now because you guys go wild about Ryan's. Number 10. <laughs> My number 10, you guys just kind of... I said it's just a really it's solid a, game. Yeah. Michael poo-pooed it a little bit I, more I than did. I did. You didn't go wild like you did for your pick, though. It's because I like my pick a lot better than yours. <laughs> <laughs> you could listen to our thoughts and the review on it. No, I know. So what's your favorite aspect of Pipeline? Uh, I would say the whole where you're kind of generating your oil... And you're kind of getting your pipes... Like the refining of it? Yeah. Or, okay. So you can buy it as crude, and then you're starting to kind of refine uh, it and run your pipes, and you're trying to piece the pipes together and yeah. that whole deal, so... Right. Like, it's definitely a game we're bad at. Oh, I'm horrible at it. We're all just awful. Yeah. I know when I played it the first time, I was like, I have to be doing so <laughs> yeah. bad in this game. Like... <laughs> There's got to be a better strategy than whatever I'm trying to do here. Like, we're all close, but we're all <laughs> close and bad. But that's my number 10, Pipeline. Nice. Right, we got my number 10, and we've talked about this game already today. 
and it's Trajan by <laughs> Stefan Feld. Wow. Okay. So that's kind of why I wanted to do it because I knew I was going to talk about it gotcha. very soon. So, so that's why there's a sauce fest going for <laughs> yep. my number 10. You it might not be the last sauce fest, though. Are you guys going <laughs> nuts again I for it or not? <laughs> no, I, I kind of said what I needed to for okay. it. But, yeah. Let's pick a 10. Well, yeah, you'd leave it open right in front of my hairy eyeballs. Hairy yeah, eyeballs. I, I saw, saw Ryan trying to look at mine, too. I had to I do know. something about it. All right, so my number nine is a game about alchemy. <laughs> this I wonder low. what it is. I love the artwork in it. It's kind of goofy. Um, that is alchemy. Colorful. Yep. I love the app integration of this game. You know, It basically is the game or makes the game. It's a really unique, fun deduction game, and I like the rest of the game as well, the worker placement, um, picking like basically the the wake-up turn order. I like that a lot. The artifacts are really... I, I just want to play this game right now. It's been too long. <laughs> yeah, I love the deduction part of that where you're using those different the ingredients or whatever, mixing them together, and then trying to figure out what everything is, you know, not... And it's not just like, all right, these are canceled. So just like trying to cancel everything else. You're using other things to yeah. try to figure it out as well. Like, I don't think I do great at that yet. <laughs> I know. I definitely know there's a lot of other ways you can deduce stuff. And I'm not very good at it. Or I'm not smart enough to figure out most of those ways. But I think that's really the, like interesting. Like the last time I played, I thought, like I, I figured out, or I'm pretty sure I figured out a couple things that weren't just... All right, this is this. So X these things yeah. off across off. Like, all right, so this can't be this because this and this for this reason. Like, it's really it felt really good when I yeah. got those right. Yeah, and this is definitely a game. Like, the more you play it, I feel like, or at least for me, like I like this game a lot more every time. The first time I wasn't really a big fan of it, but I was like, well, I want to play this again now that I get a little better. Yeah, it's a and different every play I've liked style it. of game too. Where for sure than we play the first it time. Yeah, the first time you play it, you're kind of not really sure. It's hard to understand the deduction and how that works, and explaining that to somebody that's the biggest hurdle to yeah overcome. And the um, where you're placing something down where you don't know what something is, but you're kind of like. Like making an educated guess or just putting something out there that can be actually useful sometimes, even though you know you're probably wrong. Yeah, you still get benefits, and you can also yeah. debunk yourself as well. Yeah, you don't want to do it too many times, but Tim, you want to ch- let's chime in here again. <laughs> you guys are just going nuts, so I'm just <laughs> yeah, I'm just soaking it in. It's a good game. I like it a lot. It did not make my list, so I'll spoil that for you. But. Uh, yeah, I like the deduction of it, trying to figure out, you know, if someone's wrong on their end. Because every time, if I think I know the way things are supposed to go, and then somebody else makes a claim, and it's completely different, I'm always panicking. Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of times in that game where, like, well, all right, I got this one. Now, if this one's this, that means this one has to be this, and then this one has to be this. And I'm like... Man, if I have one thing wrong on here, I have five of these, all, five other things. Like it kind of just snowballed into yep. like I have so many more things wrong, and then I would never be able to fix it, <laughs> correct it. Like I haven't made any huge mistakes like that playing, but you definitely have that feeling. Like, wait a minute, yeah. I don't have that. Yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> so, so that's my number nine, Alchemist. My number nine, I would be. Shocked if it's not on Ryan's list later. 
Oh, Mombasa, huh? How it sweet. is. <laughs> it is a big, grandiose game. It's two-player. Okay. It's got a little hidden movement, a little area control. You might see it. Dual-use cards. And that is War of the Ring. Ah. Yes. Is this the first or second edition? This is the second edition. Okay. It could be the first, but I've never played the first. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's uh yeah, I'll have that one on here, too. You get the first and second. <laughs> <laughs> Number one and two. <laughs> uh, but it's a awesome game. You're playing through the Lord of the Rings series, basically. One's, one player's the free people. The other player's the shadow army. And the shadow army's trying to wipe out the free people. The free people have the Fellowship of the Ring, and you're trying to get the ring to... Mount Doom and drop it down and it's just uh awesome game. Really fun. Yeah, this it made my shortlist. It did not make it. I've only played it I think two maybe three times now. So like maybe with a few more plays it might make it, but I remember the first time I played this game I couldn't believe how close the theme how many things from the the movies, at least, I, it's been so long since I've read the books that I don't remember as well. But how well done that theme is! Like, it was just amazing. Like every time, I was like, yeah. "Oh man, that too!" And then then another thing happened. I was like, <laughs> "Oh, that's just that's just like what really happened." Yeah. Like yeah. all these things that just kept happening. I was like, "It's incredible." And this can like, it seems like a game like someone you know you'd have to worry about a runaway leader in this type of game. But like, there's been most like at least two of the three of my games like whoever won was the other person was one turn away from winning basically as well so 10 doesn't always yeah i think what helps is there's two different ways that both sides can win and yeah you know focusing you know so that's why it prevents kind of that you might yeah they might be really close to dunk of the ring if they don't have a lot of corruption but maybe as the sauron you're really close to getting the victory points and on the map and stuff for the area right. control. Yeah, definitely a good game. And I want to play it again. You know, it does take quite a long time, so it's not always the easiest one to, to get played in that. And there's a lot yeah, of two-player been, games that you like. I've been wanting but... to play this the last, like, six months. I keep saying, <laughs> yep. like, the next time we get together, this has to get played. It has to get played. We we haven't ended up doing it. I just put that insert together for it. And, that uh, I'm just dying not to play it. <laughs> yeah. I did that with Dino- Dinosaur Island recently. I just put that uh, that together a couple weeks ago, and like so. Well, well, my next pick day, I'm definitely picking that because pick yeah, <laughs> my inserts together. It's yeah, a dumb reason, but it's it gets the game back. That's me. That works. That's my number nine, War of the Ring, second edition. I gotta say, Tim, I think that might be your best pick on this list. <laughs> wow, <laughs> thank you. All right. Well, what? of the whole list or just the just so far ever. <laughs> okay. Ever. <laughs> of any <laughs> list ever. All right. My number nine is Zolkin. I uh, another one like I didn't like it a ton the first couple times I played it, but in the last couple times like I felt like I was getting it better. I liked it those other times, but like I felt like I was getting it better and I was able to basically plan the like with those moving the discs for like taking those actions, you know, placing those out and getting, getting them all timed out. Right. Is a lot of fun to do. Um, that and those tracks. 
Open up those tracks. It's like <laughs> I love doing that. You got multiple tracks. Oh He's yeah, got the temple tracks and the technology. Yeah, tracks. there's there's all kinds of tracks out there, which mm. is is great. And yeah, just mind blown. <laughs> the reason, yeah, the reason it made the top ten. Yeah, the tracks definitely help, but the planning those turns out and you know, when those you get those, you place all these things out in a few different turns, and all those you can draw them off all at the right time. Yeah, to, you, to combo all that right, that it feels really good to do that. So it's yeah, a pretty you, rewarding mechanism when you do it right yeah when you pull them off at the same time and you it's the stuff you want and then you do this and then do that that, that's really really satisfying and you feel smart and there have been plenty of times where i definitely timed those all out wrong it's like man i i'm not doing any of this right like i just messed this whole thing up where now i gotta do this in two turns or three and it's this yeah just just bungle it so this was one of those that just Barely missed my list. Wow, this just is pick, it just ripping on my pick. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is one of those games where I do well once in a while, but the majority of the time I feel like I just don't focus well enough, and I just do horrible in the game. Yeah, I, I always, never know what to do. Fun just kind of, uh, yeah, just throwing stuff on the gears and pulling <laughs> yeah. them off. And I just... <laughs> I've definitely had those too, right? <laughs> just like yeah, oh, I'll like, put this out here, like oh, I guess I'll take them back. And now. like the and... game is it. The game is really actually simple, and it plays really fast, faster than what you'd think. Yeah. And yeah, I never get as much like, done as I want to. What was I even doing? Like, I didn't do anything. <laughs> like, why did I do that? But when you do it right, then it does yeah. feel good. But yeah, there's plenty of times like, did I even have a strategy? Like, what was it? <laughs> like, I didn't, I didn't get high on anything. I just, ugh. All right, my number eight, I have a feeling we might see later on Michael's list. That is Mage Knight, the board game. Um, How is it this low? I told you my... You've been going nuts for this game. My five through nine were like exactly the same pretty much. Wasn't this like your number two game? Two, three, four, I don't know. And like I said then, my one through four or five were like all the exact same ratings. I'm just saying. <laughs> we're talking about games that are all rated like nine to tens for me i get that so it's like it's like literally i could play mage tonight tomorrow and it could be number two on this list i just feel like you've been lying to me that's it that's my number eight heavy game you did say eight of these are probably on your top 10 all time like so i get it i think it should be higher on your list (laughs) however like i get how like because like all these you know especially like seven one through seven Seven between seven and one is not that much of a difference for me, really. But so I get it. I mean, you're still wrong, but so my number eight is Mage Knight. <laughs> um, my biggest negative is the to the game is I can't get Tim to play it with me enough. Fair. Relearning the game, like if I've not played it for four or six months and getting back into it, can be very frustrating sometimes with the rule book and finding certain rules. Yep. Um, that's why I like to have Michael there. You know, I, I know 80% of it, 90% of it, but then he helps me just power through that rest of it that I just can't find it or figure it out. So then when I play it again, I always like to play it one or two more times really soon after because then it's fresh and I remember everything. But when I'm playing the game, it's there's so much fun puzzling everything out, mathing it out, getting the cards, upgrading, feeling more powerful. But it's definitely a probably the biggest game on my list that has the biggest barrier to entry and 
um, just hurdle getting into the game, learning it, and playing it. Yeah, another thing, like, I haven't played it. I've mostly played it, like, either solo or two-player, but I don't think it's not a great, you know, maybe three is okay, but I would only four, like, it's, I don't, I don't, I don't like it at four. Like, I would only play three if all three people knew the game incredibly well. That's the only time I would, I mean, unless, you know, it's a blizzard and you, me and Kevin are all together or something. And, you know, we got, well, I don't eight think hours, I don't know. think Kevin's ever going to be up here during a blizzard. No, but season, I'm just saying but, yeah. like that, that kind of thing where you know yeah. you you get nothing going on. You're like, well, yeah. let's just make it a mage night day type thing. But, yeah, but yeah, it's definitely better at the the smaller player counts for it's, sure. It's a one or two player game. Yeah, I've got more things to say, but I'm gonna hold off on that for the meantime. Yep. Yeah. So, so Ryan, you said that this game has a big hurdle to get into. <laughs> I'm still tripping on that hurdle. <laughs> <laughs> I tried I'm, helping you over it. Yeah, and play I, a two-player game. I'm still just not sure about it yet. Yeah. So. And I think that the time we did play, you did have fun, but it was kind of like you're asking me a lot of questions. Yeah. I was kind of coaching you through it, so you you still weren't Fully. sure of you exactly. Yeah. So and then reading the rule book would help. It would, and I just. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I get it. Yeah. This is yeah. This is one of those weird games where if you own the game and you read the rule book. It does help. Yeah. Not a lot of games are like that. Usually yeah. if you don't read it, that's the best. But <laughs> if you do ever find yourself with time, Ricky Royal does videos on this too, and they're really excellent. That was very helpful for me. I don't remember whose videos. I, cause I watched a couple of different videos. One I'm almost especially. Would have been him cause... Okay. Well, my number eight, I would not be surprised if it does not show up on either of your two lists. Wow. And that is Twilight Imperium. So I've only played third edition. I do own fourth edition now, but I just haven't played it. And that's... Do you think Aaron's going to pick this? His tastes are changing. So maybe... I don't think it's changed that much that he's going (laughs) to pick it. (laughs) Probably not. And that's the biggest negative to the game is that it takes so long to play. And, you know, it it just never comes out for game days because of that, because it's, it's going to take up a whole day to play. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have people that show up earlier and then people that show up kind of later to it. Yeah. And, and it benefits from having a big player count right, in the game. Right. So a game that we've played maybe once a year if I'm lucky. But I definitely want to play it more. You know, it's the big, grandiose space opera is what they say, and just kind of mm-hmm. starting off with your little planets, and then just growing out and getting more technology and building your little empire. And yeah, yeah. this might be one like if I played it more. What I think I played this. This was very early when I was starting to get into the group mm-hmm. and then by the time i played it again it was a couple years later and i i basically <laughs> didn't remember anything from the first game yeah, i was it, like oh yeah i remember these little those half death star things <laughs> and that's about it yeah. <laughs> i barely remembered a thing it's you, like you remember the I things where if built... you step on it you're you gotta amputate your foot <laughs> yeah much. yep those those pieces are dangerous yeah yeah i'm like 50 50 on this game i think there's there's some stuff I really enjoy. There's some stuff 
I don't or I'm middling on. Um, if we played it more often, which is really, really hard, I'd get more of a how much do I like the game, you know, type of thing. Right. So not necessarily that you'd like it more, but you'd know for sure what you felt how about I, it. Yeah. yeah. And I definitely I kind of feel the same way. I definitely want to see what fourth edition changes. I know it it changed up the tech. That so it's seems not like a, a whole tech tree. That's more streamlined. Better, more and okay. Yeah, there's Good. a few that, other it things. Seems like, other I don't remember it too well, but yeah, that tech. You know, I have to get this to do like that. Was, and then they like, had it all eh. on cards that were jumbled up instead of like just uh, easy to follow tech tree. Yeah, was, but yeah, I don't remember it too well, but I remember that being an issue for me at least. So, so that is my I'm number eight, Twilight Imperium Third Edition. Potentially fourth, but I haven't played it yet. Yeah, I would definitely say if you want that big giant space opera. Yeah. You got a lot of time. This is going to be it. Yep. Absolutely. My number eight, I'd be willing to bet a lot of money that this shows up on one of your lists and not on the other person's list. It is a game by Sir Alexander Pfister, and it is Mombasa. Hmm. Nice. So we recently reviewed this not too long ago, so don't need to go and do it a ton. But I'll, I'll just sit back and let you guys yeah. go nuts for a while. Yeah, I, I am. Um, I I definitely liked it. Another one where I liked it more. This last play, you know, being able to do that. What put it over the put it onto my list for me was finally doing that bookkeeping track and doing it well. Gross. Before before that, it wasn't wouldn't have been on my list, but. It still would have liked, still liked the game, but being able to do that bookkeeping track, it's not easy. I'm not Ryan. You've done it a lot more times than I have, but that uh, that put it on the list. It's satisfying, me. isn't it? Yep. That it's just and so I, funny watching your face when he's talking about it. You're just like just, just a big, yeah. big grin, just nodding and smiling away. Yeah. Game's okay. <laughs> Yeah, we don't need to get into it too much because we've discussed it re- recently, and Ryan, yeah, yeah, Ryan we, seems we to bring it up every we, once. We in don't a while, need to go so, into it. Yeah, damn, you know, how many good things do you have to say about it? <laughs> it might show up my list later, so we'll talk. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe I think it's going to show up on Tim's and not Ryan's. So my number seven is a new to me game, uh, very recent. Now it is shiny and new to me, so it could go down. Uh, more I play it, it might go up too because I really do enjoy it. Uh, that is Lisboa. Whoa. Whoa. I I really, I, honestly, I think this game is going to go up. I love the production quality. It feels thematic to me. I love the artwork. This is probably, for me, the most beautiful board I've ever seen. Um, I love the card play. I love the really tactical nature of it. The board state's constantly changing. you got to think things through. I just... I like everything about this game. So, yeah. Um, great game. I'm excited to check out his other ones. Whose other ones, Ryan? Vitalicerta. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, after I played this the first time, I was like, I looked into like what other games he had, and there's a couple, like, there's 
Um, I know CO2 is one where I, I saw the box on that. I was like, that box looks amazing the, to me. The That's, board and the box on the CO2 cool, looks really I haven't cool. looked into much else, but I know it's, a, again, another heavier one, and the box looks so cool. Like yep. I'm definitely going to check it out more because I did I, I really enjoyed my uh, my plays with Lisboa so far. I talked about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about it in the recent yeah. plays, so I didn't want to... Don't have to sauce over it. Yeah, right I just now. wanted to rehash a little bit. My number seven is a game that Michael recently played. And oh that boy. is A Feast for Odin. Nice. Yeah. And yeah, we've talked about it earlier briefly, and I've talked about it before in other episodes, but it's a game that I enjoy quite a bit. Yes, there's a kind of a learning curve getting over all the action spaces, but once you finally get into it and you you know you know what all those action spaces are and you're piecing everything together on your little player board you can go out and get different islands and do all that stuff it's just it's a lot of fun there's i feel there's so many different strategies that i haven't even gone for yet so yeah, just played it that that one time. But I didn't I didn't feel like the learning curve was too big. Yeah, there's a ton of spaces, so it's a little overwhelming, but that's just right away. Once you get into the game even you feel like, all right, you kind of know what mo- most everything is on it. Again, I believe there's 17 million, literally 17 million <laughs> spots that you can go for that worker placement, but but yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed my first play. And yeah. definitely one where once I was done with that, driving home that night i just kept thinking about like all right next you know i want to try this strategy or then i want to try this strategy because you have so many options out on the board different ways you can do it and like that seem like play very differently and yeah yeah i could this didn't make my list wasn't quite honorable mention but i could see it with a few more plays it could potentially hit my list if i get a few more plays in that means real close to his top 10 of all time, Michael. Wow. Almost made his honorable um, mention. Almost. <laughs> I would say top 30. Heavy games? <laughs> oh, overall? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> well, it wasn't on my honorable mention, but it was okay. close. Right. Made but the short list. I really like it. Okay. Top 30, though. That's, that's, that's a great something. game. That's getting there. All right, my number seven is a game called Brass Lancashire. Mm. And I liked it when I played it. The two players, like, oh, this is a fun game, but three and four players is where it's at. And that's otherwise it wouldn't have made my list, but just that interaction, you know, with all those, you know, the you know, the canals or the, the, the rail tiles, like having those out there and figuring out, like, where everything's, how you're going to get, you know, all these things to connect to the right places and that and the good kind of interaction that I like is kind of controlling your deck the way you need it to be. Like it's, it's a fun game. I, I enjoy it quite a bit. Yeah. This one was on my honorable mention list. Um, really enjoy it. All the reasons you stated. Um, I think with more plays, uh, more plays, it could hit my list. But, uh, but <laughs> 
the you last theme going here. <laughs> the last couple times I played it at three and four, my enjoyment did go up significantly as well, and just the whole game was tense. Um, real interesting decisions and a lot of fun. Yeah, like I said, I've only played it the one time, but I could see it going up with more. <laughs> 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 yeah, like if I would have only played this two player, it definitely wouldn't have made my list. But the those multiple player, it kind of the opposite of Mage Knight for me, where I want to play this with more players. Mage Knight, I want to have it on the lower player count. Yeah. But I think we keep saying that we're always oh, more plays, but that speaks to what these games are is they're more rewarding. The more you play them, the yeah. more you put into it, you know, typically yeah. that's what puts these on the list is a game I play. And then I don't keep liking it more is going to fall for me. It's going to get a little stale. It's going to fall off that list. So it's yeah. not like every game I played, the more I played, I'd like it. There are lots of games that I've played that I play once gone, and I'm done with it. <laughs> right, I don't want to play it more, or I have played it again and it did not get any better or got worse. And that yeah. so typically these lists are typically are going to have this on it because that's a it's a that shows it's a good game that you like it more the more you play it. Yep. My number six is a game I believe that the more I play it, the more <laughs> <laughs> um, that is. Tricarion Legends of Illusion. I love the look of the game. The theme is really cool. It's a really unique feeling game. The simultaneous action selection and programmed worker placement is awesome to me. Um, I just want to play this game more and more and more, and I really, really like it. Yeah, I was very surprised with it. I went in not knowing if I was going to like it or not, but I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, it was on my short list. This is one that was on the list for a while, fell off. Yeah. I've only played it twice. So I think you've only, yeah, two player. Just two player. Oh. And I remember after my second play, I was like, I want to play this three or four to see because those extra spaces that you can you can go to. Like I, I thought I would like that quite a bit, but I haven't played it yet at, mm-hmm. at three or four. So I that might put on the list if I played it that three or four. It might kind of be like brass for me in that way. So you're saying with more plays, it might go up. <laughs> yep. I was wondering when that was going to come up. I thought our Origins play with uh, Botakai was a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. The four-player. Yeah, but yeah, I like that programming those those workers is that's a lot of fun. And it's been a while. I've just played those two times. That might have been your first two times playing, yep. right? Ryan? Yeah, so, yeah. within like a week. So that's been a few days of each it's other. It's been a while. Yeah. So I just definitely want to get that out again. My number six. Now, this is the game that on Board Game Geek, the complexity weight of it is like a 3.3. Okay. But there's not a lot of votes for the complexity and this one stood out to me because when we were putting together our medium weight games ryan i think it hit your list but to me this game is a heavy game and that is triumph and tragedy i was gonna guess i think it it was my list that it oh i know it hit my list yeah, it hit yours. Maybe it was yours. Yeah, yeah it hit it was Michael's. Mine. I knew it was somebody. Because I remember you brought it up in that discussion that you were surprised, and I was like, 
we thought I was thinking maybe you would actually change your list, you know, after you know midway through and add it to the list because no. I was surprised it wasn't going to make yours. But I didn't want to do that, but I wanted to at least force it into a heavy game list. Yeah, and there are a lot of things that aren't heavy about it. Like the heaviest part with it is those the lines of communicate or the line, you know, um, the supply lines and that are that's very tricky that part of it there are definitely some some heavier aspects of it it's yep and there's very the heavy end of medium the wait to me yep the dual use but, cards you know how you use yep. those there's the you could build your kind of build up your industry or you can kind of go military yeah i'm just population. gonna be rambling now well with the the military with the um Technologies are you talking? Yeah, yeah, because you got the different technologies. You can place them in front of you. Yeah, because the last time I won, I think it was with the I built the nuke. I think I thought that's what ended up happening. Oh, nice! I think it was with the three of us up there. I thought that's what I thought he won that one because he cut me off and really. No, he took you out. No, I haven't played where someone's won with nuke. I'm pretty sure no one has. Maybe I was one step away from it, and I won with uh, the other. I guess I don't remember that play specifically enough, but yeah. Anyways, but yeah, yeah, that's a very solid game. I'm, and I don't, I'm not saying oh, this is definitely a medium game. Like to me, it's still medium, but it's it's definitely on the heavier side. And as far as a medium for me game goes, mm-hmm. but but yeah, it's a very solid game. I want someone the... to make a game that has just the card play aspect. With uh, the technology and then that like the area control, I want I want that just to be the game. I like that so much in that game with the card play. Yeah, like all right, do I play Norway here or do I use this for that? You know, it's, yeah. I mean, obviously, there's it's more the to best it part than of that, the game. But that's it's the best part. By the far, game. my favorite part. The block stuff, and yeah, it's okay, but yeah. Well, that's my number six, Triumph and Tragedy. It's a good one. My number six has already been on Ryan, your list, um, and it's Alchemists. So did kind of discuss that already, so don't need to go into too much more detail, but yeah, really, really good game. My number five, Michael previously talked about, and that has... Must be a great game. ...the best mechanic in all board gaming, that is Mubasa. <laughs> with the card play and the bookkeeping track. Hmm. We reviewed it recently. Not really going to say anything more about it, but thank you, Sir Alexander. Okay, (laughs) I was going to ask you who designed this one. I couldn't remember. Yeah, that's why I had to throw that in there before you. You can add that to your montage. Yep, noted. My number six, it is Robinson Crusoe. Ah. Yes, it is a very punishing game, as in it's very hard to win. I don't know if we've ever won, have we? Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe you weren't there when we won. <laughs> Ryan's <laughs> won. <laughs> it seems like you me basically... and Aaron seem to win quite a bit. Maybe me and Aaron should go to a desert. <laughs> yeah, you desert island together. <laughs> I think so. I think you're onto something. That's what this game is yeah, telling let's us. Let's try it. But uh, you guys should play uh, Fog of Love then, maybe sometime yeah, too. You, you know, see how that goes. I yeah. know we got crushed by Cannibal Island. Like we set it up, played a few rounds, and we're dead. We basically packed it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But 
that's three quarters of the game was setting it up. Yep. <laughs> to me, though, that's part of the fun. As long as you're not getting blown out every game, yeah. or you're not winning every game. But when you have it where it's like you you're not sure if you're gonna survive or not, and there's always that tension of what's gonna happen next. Just awesome. A lot of fun. Yeah, it's it's one I always want to get out more than what I do. Um, I might get it out once or twice a year now, and I I want to play it more often. It hasn't been played on a game day in like a long time. Yeah, I'm gonna. I've never play. been to a game day where it was played. I've only played it the one time, two player. Yeah, because I got it pretty early into the our group, so we played a lot with like Jack and Brian. Yeah, but it's yeah, it's. I might have to pick it. The story of it is really what makes it. Yeah, really and they fun. stick with you. Yep. My number five, we reviewed today, and it's Twilight Struggle. Nice. So yeah, I don't need to say a whole lot more because <laughs> <laughs> listen to the uh, twenty minutes we talked about it earlier in the show. But yeah, I like it a lot. My number four, Tim's trying to get a little sneak peek at it. He can't wait ten seconds, but that is through the ages. A New Story of Civilization. Oh. Great game. Um, just needs to get played more on game day. Amazing app. And I'm really, really excited and pumped about the new expansion. I'm having a ton of fun playing it on the app, and I can't wait to get it in cardboard form. Wonderful game. Yeah, this is a... This is really quality stuff. I mean, there's... I love how there's so many choices about what you can do and everything seems like a good thing. You can, so many good things that you can do. It's just deciding between all of these awesome things, what you want to do. <laughs> yeah. And you really feel the theme, like you're really building, you know, that civilization up and the, you know, from where you start to where you end. Um, that helps, helps a lot. I, I enjoy the app playing it. It's a really well done app. But it just makes me want to play it, yeah, in person more the actual board game because that's right. It is a lot more satisfying. That so it was easier to get out at game day, but it is yeah. it is a good game, and I do prefer it at three and four a little bit more than two. Just, just with the military, the military is the one thing I don't like. That's I can I can see that I just where... don't like doing it, just because if you're if you play three or four. You mostly have to worry about not being last in the military or not falling too far behind when it's two player. If you're second, you're behind versus like in a four player, yeah. all you have to do is be third and you're probably okay. But but it's it's still good at two player as well, so I'm a big fan of that game. Well, my number four might surprise you. Maybe not. But that is Tricarion. It does surprise oh. me a little bit. I enjoyed Good it pick. quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me happy to hear. <laughs> I'm I'm glad it got your stamp of approval. Even with the dice. Yeah, just <laughs> as long as we ignore the dice. There's ways around it, but yeah. I know. That's why it was only four is because of the dice. Right, right. Could have went up, <laughs> but it didn't. But yeah, I... Yeah, you just had to bring up the damn dice. <laughs> you want to move it down now? <laughs> Off the list. Uh, yeah, we reviewed it. It's been a few months since we played it now, but uh, I have enjoyed my plays of it. So that's all. I don't know. 
talked about a little earlier when Ryan was going nuts about it. Mm-hmm. That's Tricarion. My number four is Dominant Species. I, I love the, the worker placement of it. Not just like placing the workers, but how it resolves is a lot of fun. Like where you, you place your worker out here for one thing that you plan on doing. And then by the time you actually get through all your workers and you're actually taking that action, you might do something just totally different because of, you know, where everybody's placing stuff. And I like those, uh, those domination cards are, everybody goes kind of nuts for those. And there's some bad things that happen in those, which I'm not always a fan of in games. But unlike a lot of other games, they, they're face-up, so you have the entire round to do something about it. Whereas in a game like, say, Terraforming Mars, if a bad thing happens, like you can't do anything about yeah. it. It's like, oh, just getting played I'm screwed. But that, like, it doesn't... Those negative cards, I mean, don't hurt this game at all for me because you can do something about yeah. them and you got a whole turn to, to plan it out. I um, love them in this game. Because, like... <laughs> Like you said, though, you get you you see them the whole round. Um, that's where turn order matters. Um, you can try to get one of them. You play around to mitigate it. it. They're just awesome. Yeah, I've and, been devastated by them, but they're just awesome. Yeah, they can they can certainly hurt, but like you generally have no one to blame but yourself. And like, yeah. it's important yeah. to have that first player because then you can you have the opportunity to hopefully get those first. But then you've got to give up something else to go yep. early in that player order. So, and like. It's game where there's you know a fair amount of conflict with the game, but which usually is a, a negative for me, but it doesn't hurt me in this one. The the runaway leader, like if someone's leading, people will go after that person. I mean, that one's kind of a, a good and a bad thing for me. One, like if you're one, you know, you don't have that runaway leader then because people can go after that person a bit. But also, well, I've been playing really well. Now I'm not doing as well just because everyone went after me. So it's, I guess that's my closest thing to a negative with it, but still I awesome. I don't have that feel of it in this game at all. Um, I mean, there's so much scoring at the end. I'm basically trying to position myself during the game for that end yeah. game scoring. But people can go after you if you yeah, get well, ahead yeah, on the there's, scoring. There's people that can. You're, not, you're probably not really ahead just because, like, just because you score early. It in no way means you're ahead, I guess. But mm-hmm. but yeah, you don't really know who, but people who haven't maybe played as much or think that person's ahead because they just have the most points now, you can get attacked a little bit more, it seems. But Yeah, overall, I think it's an okay game. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's fine. My number yeah. three is another game by Sir Alexander Pfister, and wow. that is Great Western Trail. Number three, huh? Wow. These top four. Yeah. <laughs> just absurd. Um, <laughs> great game. Love the base game. Love the expansion. We'll play it either way, any day, any time. Me and Michael played it before we came over to record today. Wow. Um, felt like I was doing horrible. He did even worse than I did. I did it not do like well. We both just, just kind of were. I went for a different strategy and like, Oh, it was, uh, it was for the buildings. I was like, I'm going to go. I haven't really gone heavy buildings. And I got 40 points with buildings, and I got 41 total points. 
He had like negative 20 something with deliveries and then he, yeah, he made, I made a couple mistakes. Like in the last delivery I made to end the game, I was like, Oh shoot. I didn't realize there was only one place I was going to be able to go to that gave me like negative six more. I was like, that was really, really dumb. <laughs> but that's what I like about yeah. this game too, is generally the lower score, the better you're playing because if you get a super high score, people are just dragging their feet through the trail and the game's taking longer than it should. So you're going to score at more points where it's not like, Oh, you scored 110 points. We, you scored 80 points. I'm better in this game than you. It's, it all depends. Every game is variable on what a good score is and what isn't. I love how there's so many different strategies that you can go with. And as long as you're decent and you play it well, any of them can work like it's weighted just for all these different things that you can do yeah. fit so seamlessly in like the the variable setup of it and it's probably my favorite game that has the deck building and it's because it's it's a part of it with those um you know the cow cards or whatever those are well i think there's going to be another one that's got deck building that's your favorite well, I don't know if that. I don't feel like that one is. Well, it also, is. Also, like my three that I have left, I've been moving them around. Okay. So maybe it, you don't know which one's <laughs> at the top here. You got them. But um, but yeah, it's like you said, the variability. Because the deck building is just a part of it as yeah. well. Like you don't even have to go very very hard in that deck building the replayability just everything yeah and like the, the movement like you're basically deciding between at least initially between three different spots that you can go and you want to go to all of them and you decide well do i go to all of them yeah stress, or do i want to move through quickly so i can deliver more and yeah more it's, it's so fun like, taking those little micro actions but you can't yeah. take them all but yeah, it's and you can do either strategy can oh, work. We won't stop. <laughs> I don't want to. It's close to the perfect game, so just want to keep going. I don't even know what I would. I don't think for me. I don't think I'd change anything. <laughs> yep. Really, it's so balanced. Yeah, Tim, what do you? Got? You gonna get a word in here, Tim, or what? I don't know if I can. <laughs> it's a good game. I like it quite a bit. Definitely my favorite Fister game. Even more than Mombasa. Yeah. You know, Port Royal's right up there too. But Okay. But I'd still give the nudge to this one. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, I mean, really, what else can I say about this game? You guys were just going hog wild. So. You talk about what you don't like about it. And there's that. So you like talked about everything me. you didn't that's like what, about it. That was your number one thing in the review. You didn't like playing with me. No, I feel like if I said something bad about it, you guys might attack me. <laughs> that's a fair assumption. So my number three is Dominant Species. Wow. Just talked about it. That low, huh? Earlier. <laughs> yep. Nah, good to understand, though. You're two and one. <laughs> Yeah, so we talked about it briefly earlier when I hit Michael's list, and it just, uh, it's, yeah, it's awesome. It's so good to play. It's really rewarding to win. It stings a little bit when you tie, 
and then <laughs> you lose by your food chain order. But you know, you know how that goes, Michael. Yeah, I sure do. That's <laughs> still one of the best gaming moments ever when we tied twice in a row in that game, which yeah. seems impossible to have a dual win like that. But you know, but we did it. Yep, we did it. But yeah, it's just awesome game. Highly recommended. Yeah, it really is just a constant struggle. Yeah. Back and forth, clawing your way through the game. Really feels like a survival of the fittest. It does. To be that dominant species. Nice. So, Michael, your number uh, three? My number three is a game by <laughs> Vlada Shvatil. It's been mentioned already, and it is Through the Ages. I was just I was like, which one is it going to be? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that would keep you guessing there, but yeah, I talked about it already, so I don't need to go through any more. So yeah, number three, Through the Ages. Number two for me is Dominant Species. We've already uh, goosenecked about it quite that a bit low. here. So. <laughs> My number two was talked about already. That was Through the Ages. Oh, yeah. We have talked about that. We have. My number two <laughs> has been talked about already. <laughs> it is uh, by Sir Alexander Pfister, and it is Great Western Trail. Your second favorite game with deck building in it. It might be my <laughs> favorite game with that much deck building in it. <laughs> Okay, so my number one, uh, it's my favorite game of all time. Just put a, together an insert for it. My only complaint about the game is I have not played it recently, yet this year. <laughs> so I'm not very... That's a real big fault of the game, I think. I'm not very happy about that. It needs to change when you guys need to play it with me. Um, I need to pay Aaron to play it with me. Play it with Sarah. Something. You don't think she like? No. She's she's not gonna want to play a conflict game like that. That's fair. I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love this game. The dice for the actions is awesome. The card play, the theme, um, going about different strategies during the gameplay with the different ways each faction can win and the asymmetrical play of them and how very different they do play is awesome. So that's my number one, War of the Ring, second edition. My number one was talked about at length in this episode. Twilight Struggle. Wow, nice. Nice. Yep. Is this your favorite game or no? Yeah, I think, well, yeah, it's... So close between this and Through the Ages, it just depends which one I want to think about more. (laughs) (laughs) To get those new leaders and wonders. Yeah, I know. Fair enough. I was trying to read on them earlier, but someone was... (laughs) We had a podcast to record. (laughs) You probably could have with how much we were talking about some of these games. I should have, yeah. (laughs) You had some time. (laughs) We wouldn't have even noticed. (laughs) In fact, he probably was part of those times. Yeah. Yeah. Get a little excited. Um, my number one is a game by Vlada Shvatil, and it is Mage Knight. And yet, there, it's 
it is deck building, but more of the that you're just building your deck. You're not really maybe there's a card or like a um certain it, card that you can get in your deck to get to rid of something. You're, you're, you're getting... not really getting rid of cards though. So like Yeah, but little... you're still deck building. You're you're drawing a hand you know, yeah, and you're shuffling it back up. You're it's, upgrading. It's getting your better. Hand. Yeah, you're definitely upgrading it you're or downgrading those... it if you get wounded. Yeah, that's you don't want to get wounded. You know that you know, your deck. You're constantly getting more cards in. Like it just it feels a little different than a typical deck building game, just because you're not. Yeah, you don't really get rid of cards like you do in other games. Like it doesn't really help you to do that. But I love the you know there's units as well that aren't in your deck that you can get and all the different kinds. There's artifacts and. You just feel that you're, you're just building and building and building throughout that game, like those first things, like first game, your first uh, couple turns, like I'm just trying to attack this one orc and I don't know if I can do it. Like I'm gonna take a wound if I this simple guy have to attack, and by the end, you know, especially you know, playing Volt against Volcare, it's like, well, I'm attacking these five different beasts. I'm trying not to get. You know, I'm trying to limit my wounds to like four wounds in a in a turn. It's it's pretty great, and um, I think the reason like it kept moving between like one and three on my list. The reason <laughs> it was number one is because it plays so great solo that you can also play it that way. Yeah, and I think it's for me it's by far the best solo game. There's other games I like solo for sure, but it's this so complex in that and yeah I almost prefer it's you know maybe two player but like i'd almost prefer it solo a lot of times i think it'd be i think it is better solo because then you're not waiting around at all you just you can take your time and whatnot yeah. um now the two player for me is really satisfying too but it's the yeah. one solo game that i play that after two or three plays i'm not bored of it i'll actually keep coming oh, back to I could it keep you know what i mean playing that all the time i have to force myself to play other games sometimes and i think yeah i love that so you have your especially later in that game where you have you've got your say six cards in your hand and you know exactly what you want to do but you still have to like because you're fighting different enemies and you have to figure out how to move like you have to still figure out the best way to attack these enemies and try to block them as much as you can that even when you know exactly what you want to do and you have all your cards and have your turn, you're still like taking things back and like, all right, no, well, if I do it this way, you know, and mm-hmm. all the plan that goes in within this one hand, you, your cards aren't changing. Nothing is changing, but you're trying to figure out a better way to, to have yourself you get want. crushed less or like maybe yeah. I can actually take one of these guys out or something. So that's every time I play, I like, I need to play this again. I just have to force myself to stop. Yeah, for me, it's the one game that feels like I'm actually adventuring and leveling yeah. up and stuff. Yeah, and this isn't a typical game that I even like with the... It's not a typical theme that I would generally like or the combat like isn't something I'm typically yeah, a huge fan of. your style. No, and it's. I think that's one of the reasons it was number one because I love it so much even though it's not a game I like. It's not a Euro or something, so... Or worker placement. Cool. Tim, still with us? Yeah, do you know the Manhattan Project is an age three wonder? and Gives you 13 military strength, I believe, and you yes. immediately score um, culture equal to your current science rating. It's wild. 
whoa. <laughs> whoa. You took her advice and started uh, reading up on that when I was saucing <laughs> over stuff. Fair enough. That's a pretty cool wonder. Well, I want to play that now. Who wants to bust out through the ages? <laughs> it's we moved just, up to number one on my we could, list. We could just do a pass and play of the expansion <laughs> on my phone. While we're doing the podcast, I like it. So, what's a couple uh, honorable mentions you guys have? Gaia Project? Do you actually know, or are you just saying something while you're reading? <laughs> no, it's... Oh, okay. <laughs> He's actually reading it from his list, not... Uh... Uh, Spirit Island and uh, Teotihuacan are a couple of mine. I had two different levels of uh, honorable mentions. One is the <laughs> I've played it a bunch and just barely missed. <laughs> okay. Like 11, 12, like Teotihuacan and Forum Trajanum. Okay. We're both on most of the times, fallen off, back on, ended up off barely. Um, the other is two games that I've only I either played once or twice that I am extremely confident are once I play more will end up on this list, but I couldn't put them on because I've only played them once or twice. I don't have a good enough feeling yet. And that's a uh, Lisboa and a feast for Odin. I'd be very surprised if both of those didn't end up on this list within two more plays. Nice. Now, besides, once you get a third of the way through the game of Forum Trajanum, do you feel it's still heavy? It was on the definitely on the lower end. I was okay. debating whether that was going to be on yeah. a heavy list or not. Um, yeah, I, I agree. It's right on that borderline. I think. I think after I after I play a third of the game, then it's medium. But before that, it's the heaviest game I've ever. <laughs> yeah, it, it's. <laughs> It's definitely very tough that first playthrough. I'm like, what? So, but now I look at it like, what? how did I not understand this game right away? But Terrible teacher. Yeah, it's Michael's fault. Yeah, I blame me. So, did mention through other people's lists, some of the ones that are on my honorable mentions, so I get to name the other two. Ooh. <laughs> I was having a tough time deciding which couple I was going to mention. Okay. So, that's Teotihuacan. Still haven't played it with the expansion. I uh, like, like the base game a lot. Excited to try the expansion out. And Anachrony is the other one. Really like that one. Been wanting to play it lately. And Yep. Anachrony, Anachrony made my short list, but not, not my honorable mention list. What's something you guys want to try out? Caverna. Wow. <laughs> Was that a dig? Oh, how are you going to be able to play that? The group's had it for a couple of years. The, the group, group has or... had it. <laughs> Any particular person in the group? I've that... <laughs> borrowed out games to people. I'll be more than willing to borrow it out to somebody if they want. No, no I'm now, after playing Feast and then actually getting Lisboa to the table, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll... it's time to learn Caverna. Um, well, I've got a couple. Demacher is definitely one, <laughs> and I will be getting that. You know, probably in a couple months. It sounds like but, it's kind of um, a cop out one. Yeah, yeah it is. It, that's that's true. It's um, like me putting on but, Mars on it because I, I backed it, and <laughs> that's why I had more than one on this. Um, Guy Project's one I've been wanting to play for a while, but Tim won't let me play it. Yeah. Um. So there's that, and then after playing Lisboa, 
and A Feast for Odin, two that I just had talked about very briefly there. I want to play another Uwe Rosenberg game. I'm pretty sure that I want to play, I, well, I don't know why I'm blanking on this right now, but uh, Agricola. Agricola is the game. So I want to play that, and I'm not sure which Vitalis Serta game I want to play. I'm going to pick CO2 because the box looks really awesome, but I want to look into more of his games because I really like Lisboa, and this uh, was recorded two, three weeks later. I'm interested to see where this would have fallen, but, you know, <laughs> it was not meant to be. So how many can I pick here? I got six written down. Just give us like Well, three. go two to start. Us, yeah. <laughs> Tim's Tim's getting crabby. <laughs> I'll start reading more of the form. <laughs> okay. So since we already talked about Lacerda, I'm going to be back. And <laughs> I'm going to go with Nippon. Okay. That one looks really interesting. And I'm going to say Zanguo or Zanguo is going to be my other one. That one's got kind of a dual-use dual use card thing kind of going for it too so i'm really interested to try that one out i can't say that i know much of anything about either of those games there we go cool <laughs> i thought we were gonna say a little bit about them if you knew anything or um so i don't wa- don't get him started <laughs> sorry all right I'll, I'll i'll settle down then <laughs> hey tim hey ryan still with us i'm here are you, <laughs> you look like you're fading I All right, fading since we start. No. Well, this might excite you a little bit. Okay. We Go still on. have our giveaway going on. Ooh, no We way. didn't cancel it yet. What are we giving away? We're still giving away a copy of City of the Big Shoulders and the Burden of Destiny expansion. Okay. Definitely uh, a good expansion to have. We reviewed it in this episode. Yep. So you can hear our thoughts there. Hopefully I didn't, uh, <laughs> you know... <laughs> turn anybody yeah, away from more people that maybe shouldn't play it are are not going to want it but well you know we gave you a fair warning right yep uh what you need to do for a chance to win this giveaway is join our dual win games board game geek guild what's a guild number we are guild number three four seven one so if you hit up boardgamegeek.com slash guild slash three four seven one you go there in the forum sections i'm going to have a thread posted it's titled Ryan's Roundtable. What you want to do is you want to click on that to get into the thread. Once you're in the thread, post a question you would like us to answer on the next Ryan's Roundtable. Does it have to be gaming related? We would like to have at least one question board game related and it to be appropriate. Um, you can throw out some other questions out there. Favorite superheroes, favorite movie, watch any sport, whatever. If you if you care at all, if you don't care, whatever. We don't care. <laughs> we <laughs> we don't go care ahead. Either, but yeah. Yeah, go ahead and throw all kinds of stuff out there. Yep. Be glad to answer them. Do all that, and you just gave yourself a chance to win a brand new sealed copy, as long as Tim doesn't open it with excitement, Whoa. of City of the Big Shoulders and it's... the Burden of Destiny expansion. Don't worry, folks. It's safe. <laughs> This contest will end on Friday, October 11th. And we'll message the winner through Board Game Geek. Awesome. So, dual winners, email us at dualwingames at gmail.com. Join the Board Game Geek Guild. That's number 3471. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Dual Win Games. Give us five star on iTunes. Come on now. We're doing enough giveaways here. One of you one of you winners needs to give us five stars. Um, just just begging right now, right? Yeah. 
so we're going to see you guys in two weeks for another episode of Dual Win Games, a board game podcast. On episode 21's Table Talk, we discuss board game art and artists. We review secret unknown stuff Escape from Dolce and form Trajanum. And then we jump back into the top 250 games on Board Game Geek. And remember, when you do a win, everyone wins. Nice. Okay, yeah. It, it, it sounds better this time, yeah. <laughs> I, I like it better now. It had uh, just grow on you the last just, couple yeah, hours. I, I think the, just the, the dual winners are winning now. Well, everyone should be a dual winner. Though, they right? should be. That is very but true. We don't have a lot of dual winners. Oh, well, we got some. <laughs> no, we got plenty. <laughs> I mean, we you know we just should have more. <laughs> yes. This the quality of this definitely deserves more. <laughs> <laughs> well, Please. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yep. You stayed with us this long. I applaud you. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Give yourself a pat on the back.